You love Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? My sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the state of my sports. That's right. That's the state of my sports. This is episode 119. We're getting into some football season, guys. I mean, we, we're going to do a, our Michigan State football season preview, which will be a good time. That'll be a little bit later. We're going to start by talking about Miggy's 500th. He just hit his 501st, so that didn't take him long to get that number, which is good for him. But uh, he finally hit the 500. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We got the um, radio call and the, the TV call. We're going to play that and kind of... I just love that kind of stuff. That's the first thing I think of when something big happens in a Tigers game is kind of find the, the cool radio calls and stuff yeah, like Dan that. Yeah, Dan Dickerson's. So Dan Dickerson's the yeah. best. So, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, a little bit about the Lions. Not a whole lot, but we're going to go really, really big into Michigan State. We're going to talk about, um, you know, just the names that, that we think are, are worth keeping an extra eye on after we preview the offense and the defense a little bit. Um, and then for our betting hero segment, we're going to play the, the schedule game for Michigan State. So we're going to have some fun with that. We're going to let you guys know what we all individually think. And then as a group, we're going to do our, our win-loss thing and flip a coin if we have to. So maybe someone should go get a coin before I forget. But uh, we'll be able to figure that one out as we go. But I'm Sam Walthart. Actually, of course, we're going to drink our Michigan Michigan beers. <laughs> so you from are, you are Sam Walthart, though. I am Sam Walthart. Yeah. And that is Ryan Walthart giving me a hard time like, like, I'm glad like he usual. Announced it. Micah Smith is here. Kyle's still out, but he will be back hopefully next week when we're at um, uh, Big Lake. I said that I said last week that it was gonna be this week because I'm just I I was got lost in my own head, which never happens. Usually I'm very like consistent about that stuff yeah, and so always weird. correct. So um, I was wrong. I said it probably like four times during the episode. Oh, yeah. Next week will you be really a Big Lake. You really reassured everyone, <laughs> and we're not. That's that's next <laughs> week, and that one I can promise you they. They even emailed me and reminded me that. So did they really? Um, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Good so, for them. Yeah, they were on it. Uh, You're just we testing in, them. Before we get into the episode, I did want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors: The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, Siciliano's Market, Mac Web Design, and BettingHero.com are all all help us keep this thing rolling, keep it free for for the listeners and all that good stuff. So, um, how how was you guys' week so far? I mean, well, really a week. Ryan, you haven't been on for two weeks. Where were you last week? Uh, what are you doing? Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I went, to, went on that? vacation with the family. Uh, it was awesome. Was it hotter there or no? It was about the same. very, very humid. It was yeah. like you walk outside and, and you're I'm sweating right so away. So kind of what we're going through Oof. right now. Exactly, in, in yeah. Michigan. It feels really similar. Yeah, we came back and it was actually hotter than when, when we left. Uh, it, was, it was a ton of fun, though. Just great to get it away. Um, it's right on, It's actually up on like a, the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. Okay. So th- they just they do call them mountains, but they they more so call them like bluffs. So up on the bluff is where the, where the cabin is, and it was nice. it was great. Yeah. And actually a little bit cooler up there. So nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very good, Mike. How, how have you been, man? Good week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a crazy it's, one. It's a lot going on right now with family life, starting school up, uh, working a lot of hours still. So it's just grinding. Yeah. For sure. I hear you there, John. How how are you, man? 
you said what, what was your issue last week and how, oh, how you man. how you feeling man yeah just a little uh little skin reaction to something that i was caught off guard with shingles 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 no you're not supposed yeah. to have those other than on top of a house i think yeah yeah my nickname at work turned a roofer you know <laughs> and i was like oh that's great because i missed a day um but yeah, feeling a little bit better and going to sip on an Arvon beer with you guys today. Very so. nice. Very can't, nice. Go, can't go wrong with that. Uh, I actually had a wedding. So last weekend, or last week, Tuesday, it was vacation, Sam, because I did. I had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. I was up north, Petoskey area for a wedding, which was amazing. It was a really nice wedding. That sounds pretty awesome right now. Yeah, it was, it was really you cool. You got to let loose with the wife. Yeah, exactly. It was awesome. And then one thing that was really funny, or c- kind of cool, which I, I've never even thought of this, but they're, he's a golfer, Justin and so it was on a golf course the reception and he hired a bagpiper to to play a song and he like serenaded them it was pretty funny <laughs> really so like they were on the i don't know what number hole it was but it was like a they were just on the green like right by the water it was re- and we we're all like up top and like cheers and i'm with the champagne stuff but wait so did she know about it or no i don't know i so there were rumors that he didn't know about it and there were rumors that she didn't know about okay. it i don't know who knew what but andrea knew going in so, and other than that, I think it was a surprise for other guests and stuff. So, she was she was on top of it though. So, um, it, it was good though. It, and then another thing that happened this weekend was Miggy hit 500. What day was that? Was that Sunday? Yeah, 500 Sunday. hits, right? 500 hits. 500,000 500. hits or something like that, right? <laughs> no, we'll get it right. 500 home runs. <laughs> that is what you said last. Yeah, oh week. yeah, I said something really <laughs> well, off, but 5,000. I, I think it was 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. John and I let him go. He's just stuck they at just 4999. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was something. But, yeah, so he, he finally hit 500, and it was, I mean, pretty cool. So what I wanted to start out with, and, and something that I always talk about as soon as something cool happens is, is the radio call, the TV call. That kind of just gives me the goosebumps, especially when you um, miss it live. But I do have the, the TV <laughs> call here, I think, right? Let's see if I can get this going here. Let's play. The 1-1. Deep fly ball. Right center field. That's got carry. It's gone. Number 500 and history for Miguel Cabrera. I love that. And then he lets it go for a long time, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Which is good. That, that's a veteran move. That's the TV way to do it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he, he did a great job. I, I really like what Shep does with, on Bally. I think he does a good job. Yeah, he does good. When he doesn't have. He do good. He do good. Yeah. I think he's very good when he has the right color guy. Um, I'm sure don't want to get, get into what happened with that. <laughs> but um, I kind of like what Craig Monroe's been doing ever since he came there. Um, then we do have the, the radio call here. This one's actually a minute long. I'll, I might cut it short, but. The 1 1. Just replaying Deep the fly one. ball. Sorry. Right center. Rookie. The 1 1. Fly ball, right center. Deep. Got a chance. Five hundred. Miguel Cabrera has done it. The high five to Santiago as he rounds third. And his teammates pour out of the dugout. And this crowd in Toronto on their feet. The welcoming committee from every teammate as he heads down those dugout steps. There have been just, more than 20,000 cool players in Major League history. Miguel Cabrera has become the 28th 
to hit 500 home runs. And then when he gets to 3,000 hits, what is he going to be like? The the sixth guy to ever have 3,000 uh, yeah. hits? I think it is six. Six or eight, I think. It's one of those two It numbers. is so rare, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, very exciting moments here for him. And the way he's hitting the ball right now, he might get it this year. I know it would t- he would have to get really, really hot. Um, but he what would. is he? I think he needs what, forty, somewhere somewhere around there, forty more hits. I thought it was more it. than that. Is it? I thought I think it he's was over. I think he's over the fifty mark or under the fifty mark. It was, I think it was sure. forty nine last week when we recorded. Was it? So it must be probably forty five. Yeah, yeah, it's I, getting we'll, closer. They might talk about it. I. You know what I really loved about that call too is like uh, just the way the Blue Jays fans reacted to that. What a class act on yeah. their end. They they gave him a curtain call. They did everything because they knew the the history that was just made, and they, yeah. they appreciated it. And you know he's played against them for a long time. Yeah, and then St. Louis here, so they're, they're, that's who they're playing currently. Um, they gave him a standing ovation, his first at bat, and he kind of did the hat hat flip or not hat flip the hat. What do you, what do you tip call of the it? hat? Tip of the hat. Yeah, he gave the that thing. That thing. You can you make know? it a hat that flip thing if that you want. Do with yeah. the hats. The hat, the hat Speaking of hats, tip people and, are tip people and flip are asking Ryan. about why Ryan isn't wearing a hat. I don't know Why? if we're worried Did about the... Did you see more of my ha- think, head than normal? The, I think Facebook's getting a weird glare. Is that is that the issue? Or no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do I need to, like, <laughs> towel off or something? I'm just kidding. Did you no. buff that thing today? Just, yeah, uh, yesterday. <laughs> Usually you, still, ha- you have nice. a hat on, so that's what's throwing, throwing the oh, listeners okay. off. I, I meant to wear my hat today, guys. Sorry. It was actually a second-string leather company hat that I was oh, going to throw yeah? on. Yeah. Did you guys happen to see the, the Home Run Live or no? I did not. No? Nope. No. I got a yeah. notification and watched it as soon as I could. Yeah. Um, I, I, You should have watched it live. Yeah. So I spent how much time putting up a new TV in my garage? Or not a new TV. A, I don't know. I only helped TV you for TV. Yeah, you only just a minute. Me. But it took me a while, and I was drenched in sweat, right? So I <laughs> finally got the game out? on, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It was burning out. And then all the kids are playing outside, having a good time. And I was just like, all right, I'll see if all the kids want to go swimming. So, they're they're all getting their swimsuits on, and this is it, it took them way longer than it should have. All the kids, <laughs> I, I didn't know. I thought they were they got lost for a minute because I think they ended up in your backyard playing. They probably still. did, yeah. I'm like, well, I thought they wanted to come swimming. Like, what's going on? Next thing you know, Cabrera's on deck, and they're all running back over. And I'm like, kind of like one of those fifty fifties. Like, okay, do I make them sit here and watch this with me so I don't miss out? So like, th- all this stuff happens through my head. I'm, I like. I even took steps each direction, like because I'm just indecisive in my own head. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna go. Then they're gonna try to take the cover off themselves, and I don't want that. So I'm like, all right, screw it. He's not gonna hit it. I told myself that. I'm like, I'm not gonna miss it. This isn't gonna be the one that it actually happens. It's gonna be fine, Sam. Sure enough, <laughs> get the cover off. Get the kids in the pool. Everybody's excited. So I would quickly pull up my phone, pull up the Bally Sports app, and sure enough, I see Cabrera, and they're like wiping him with sweat in the dugout. I'm like. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> one at bat. Like, I've, I've been trying to be loyal to this and, like, trying to pay attention so I could see it live. Not that it matters. I could have made it up and told everybody that I saw it live, but um, I didn't. Probably should have. Y- um, yeah, you should have. <laughs> but, like, somebody's fault. It's just the kid's fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I, I was just like, it, it just, of course, it happened that way. I, I told myself it wasn't going to happen, and sure enough, it did. And that, that's on me, not the kids. Um, I'm going to tell myself that until I believe it. That's kind of where I'm at. 
it is time to create our Michigan beers for this episode. But before we do, I want to once again remind everyone of our partner, Siciliano's Market. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth a short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or you need some help from their expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Along with their great selection of craft beer, they have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. They also have the largest selection of homebrew and wine-making supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the state of my sports family and is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. So we got our beer introductions to do here. Uh, today I am drinking from the good old Arvon Brewing Company, Bahama Whip. It's their brand new sour. It came out this past week. It's um, whip. Whip. Um, it is with pineapples, pink guava, mango, and cool whip. Oh, I see what they did. So they got that in there. It looks phenomenal. It, it tastes phenomenal. Did, did you see the picture? Like, look at the color in this. Their mountain of cool whip. They're like, yeah, this oh, no, is going into a beer, and I'm really? like, really? Oh, and that was that was on their Instagram, probably. Yeah, one yeah. of those two. Yeah, Instagram or Facebook? I don't know which yeah. one. I don't know which one, but yeah, I, I should have. I probably should have been paying attention. I didn't spend a whole lot of week this week on Instagram, so that's probably why I missed it. But anyways, so far so good. I'm gonna give you a little more information about it um, later on. But Ryan, what are you drinking? Uh, dry PA Pale Ale from Gray Line Brewing Company. Gray Line is in Grand Rapids, Michigan, right on uh, what? Alpine, right? Yep. Alpine and Sylvia. Sylvia. That's there right. you go. Oh, my Kimming, sister lives on Kimming Sylvia. Clutch. Yeah, for Sam there. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is um, kind of a staple there, right? I mean, I don't have a whole lot of other stuff to say about it unless you guys want to chime in because I know this is kind of a local favorite. Yeah, that's I. That's my sister's favorite beer. We actually were talking about it this past weekend. Um, when did I see her? Doesn't matter, but yeah, she uh, was telling <laughs> me past weekend. You just yeah, told us. <laughs> I was talking to her about Grayline. Asked her if she's been there in a while, and she goes, "Yeah, they came out with a couple new ones." But I, she's like, "My favorite still dry PA." So, yeah, it's a good one. My guy tonight. I'm drinking from New Holland Coastal Dreams 2021. It's a milkshake IPA with pineapple and marshmallow fluff. Six point nine percent. God, what does that say for? How do you say that, Ryan? For oh, I don't know. Gezelig times? Is that the word? Gezelig. To guzzle it? No, it's Gezelig. Gezelig. There you go. Gezelig. I, I really have no idea. I don't times. know what that I, I, I don't know. doesn't sound like a Holland accent. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Dang nabbit. <laughs> but if we do that, it's just going to sound mad. Angry. Right. <laughs> Here I am clicking my pen again. Sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> he was scolding me earlier. John, tomorrow at work. What is that sound? Oh, I hate that <laughs> He's sound. He's like, this, my, my machine's just... Was there a cricket back there? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not outside for this <laughs> this uh, heat. But I, I was also, I should say, mine was mine is 6%. And Arvon Brewing Company is also in Grand Rapids. You're going back Ooh. to Vision your and Franklin. intro. One of our listeners, they're drinking 501 tonight. 501? What 501, is that? 501. Is that a parent? No, no. Sorry. I think she's talking about um, Miggy's 501st home run. Yeah, she's pumped about it. Oh, dang <laughs> nabbit. But we are curious what you're drinking I'm already tonight. drunk. If you're paying attention. And, Just, and we want to know what everybody's drinking. We got some viewers, but nobody up. else is commenting. Carrie, tell your other follower viewers to, to comment with us. That would be great. So, <laughs> um, Before we get into the main topics for this episode, 
uh, 119. I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is open and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Their revamped food menu, rotating taps, wine, and ciders make the hops perfect for whatever you have going on. From dinner with the family, late night drink with drinks with friends. Dang, I was doing so good, too. I was feeling so confident. You had a rhythm. You had like yeah, a little was thing going so on. There. It was just a small hiccup. Just keep it, going. Uh, I'm going to start over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and everything in between, the hops is becoming a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. Uh, they also just came out. I, I, so if you drive by, they have a new, um, not camper, that's probably not the right word, trailer that they, they have. So it's a blue trailer. It has the hop stickers all over trail it. Trailer. I think they're going to try to start um, pouring some beer out of that at festivals Mobile and stuff beer. like that. Mobile beer, yeah. They'll give you one at the stoplight. Oh, if man. you mention State of My, my Sports. Yeah, yeah, roll it down, mention State of My Sports. They 100%. might pour you a free beer. You yeah. never know. You never know. Give it a try. Um, DeHops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2021. And if you mention State of My Sports, you'll get a nice discount off of your first beer. So it's not really our main topic this week. It's just kind of the, the first topic that we're going to talk about here. And we're going to talk about some Detroit Lions. Nothing nothing too crazy. Um John, start a timer. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think we were doing lines today. That's well, so weird. It's almost like I sent a show sheet earlier and yesterday. Oh. Was that Ooh. in an email? In text. Oh, okay. I, I'm that's what eighteen hundred emails behind. That's so what we call shots fired. Shots fired. Uh, my question for the listeners is: What is your level of concern about this Lions team? And the reason why I ask that is because I am getting very, very nervous. And look, I know that I shouldn't be getting nervous. I know that this is preseason. I know that people aren't are playing. There's guys sitting out. Ryan, I'm saying this because yeah. I'm just removing all of the ammo from your pockets, right? Like you <laughs> no, can't. no, it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. Are you feeling a certain way? Because that's I, the, all the ammo. I His starting, pockets are empty. So let, let, let's, let's just talk a little bit about the game, and then I can really start venting about how Yeah, let's go. Because I'm not feeling good. Um, basically, to, to just quick breakdown of what we saw, uh, they were down 20 to nothing at half. It was ugly. Uh, who who was the the quarterback that played? It was that that dude from the Packers, right? Well, Tim, Tim Boyle. Boyle. <laughs> Tim Boyle. He, he's gonna lose his job soon, hopefully. Um, they ended up losing twenty to twenty six to the Steelers. Um, a lot of the starters were out. Tim Boyle struggled. David Blau looked better. Those are I mean, really that's the only thing. I, I don't know, man. It, it just Akuda looked bad at times. At times. And when, you're when he looked bad, overall, he looked bad. He looked really bad. He got his. Ankles mm. broken once, and then he got juked out of his pants by a rookie as he well. Had three or four big time plays as well. Pass breakups. That that, that play Shadowing. by Najee. Yeah. That that one surprised me against Okuda. It shouldn't he, happen. He he was about ten yards out, mm-hmm. and got toasted. Yeah. It, it was just I I don't know where where to where to go with this because I know I I don't need to overreact. But I, I basically started. I went. I went into this 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 season, saying this is not going to be good. This is not going to be easy. It's going to be ugly. And then as camp started going, I got it. I got onto that momentum train. Not. I didn't get crazy though. I was not drinking any of the Kool Aid. But I started feeling a little. Mm. better. Ryan, can you verify? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't get. I did yep. not get to. Yep, yep. I. I didn't get. To, all right. I believe you. You guys. You guys are getting me. I did not get no. six to midnight at all once when I'm talking line. Six to nine, maybe. <laughs> More like six to six. <laughs> all the way around. Oh yeah, it's a new trick. Full circle. It's a new trick. Uh, <laughs> oh, so we did. Sorry, real quick. 
Carrie did say that she is drinking transient sparkler water dripping hazard, Oof. which sounds very familiar. Is that the one that we dr- you drank last week? That was the one you started off with as a pre-gamer tonight? Yes, I did. So good. And so good. Even this guy right here, he goes, ooh, ooh, <laughs> what's that? Yeah, <laughs> it was... How do, um, how do I get that? Excellent. <laughs> um, well, the one thing that I'm, I'm really surprised by that, that I've seen these first two preseason games is I've seen a Dan Campbell that's angry and fired up negatively. I expected, like, everything Negatively? That he, yeah. Like, like and, and I don't mean that in, like, a bad way, and he shouldn't be. I just mean, like, he's his fiery personality is coming off as angry more than I thought it would in this type of situation. Like a bitter anger. No, just like a, a frustrated anger. And, yeah, but and you mad can't hear that, that, him. Yeah, you can't. What do you mean? What you, do you, you can't hear him. Huh? You're just reading his body language, right? Yeah, I know. But I feel like his body language is telling me a lot. And it, it it's more negative than I expected him to be. And I'm not saying that, that as a bad thing. Because, like, everything that he was said is, like, he is positive. You know what I mean? Like, that that's what we hear is, is he's completely positive. He's over... Um, excited in a positive way, you know what I mean? Like with the kneecaps and like fired up in that way. And he's like, "This is what we're gonna be." And like, for some reason, I expected him to be a more of a player's coach on the sideline. And I feel like he kind okay. of goes away from that mold a little bit. In and I'm pre-season. not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm saying that that in a in a good way. But it's surprising me. That's one thing that I think we can that's going to carry on into the way that he he is as a coach. And I love it. Personally, I'm not saying it as a bad thing. So it's, I think we we just need to keep this in perspective. I mean, he's playing a bunch. He he's putting guys out there right now that are second, third, even fourth or fifth string that are trying to make a team. So if you're saying a fiery head coach with guys that don't matter on the team, those are the guys that are competing for the next roster cut. Those are the guys that if you're seeing something that they're not uh, putting their body on the line or doing something for the team, then you're gonna get you're gonna get upset and, and let them know like, hey, this isn't this isn't gonna work out. You know, your position, your roster spot is on the line right now. You're either practice squad guy or you're gonna make the, the team. Yeah. And so I think that's more of what they're seeing right now. And you couldn't even name. It took you like five seconds to recall the name of the starting quarterback for the entire first half when we were down 20 points i'm just I'm, that I'm, tells you everything you need to know about how much that matters i probably wouldn't be able to pull up golf's name in that in that moment because i was just trying to process everything yeah but i head. mean the but, point is like we yeah. had so many people that were not playing it, it really did not matter that's not the team that we're going to go out on the field week one and we're not expecting the lions to to let the the world on fire and be this amazing team yeah. We know it's a rebuilding year. A rebuilding year on top of being preseason where you have your fourth stringers in, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, you know, Jeff Okuda looked bad on a, on a couple plays, but he also, like I'm saying, like he broke up like three or four pass plays, and he, he was shadowing guys and looked really good, and he was doing it against decent competition. So Penny Sewell, yeah, he's not looking like the best right now, but he's in the right spot. He's just making silly mistakes. So I'm looking at that saying – this is something where it's not a, a lack of ability. It's more of getting in their groove or learning. And as long as they're learning throughout yeah. the season, that's all I care about with these guys. So I'm I'm going to take some time and evaluate them as we go. Yeah. Do you think that that's kind of scheme wise too? Like, like I've I, I, I like I've said several times, I have a hard time watching football and understanding the scheme man to man 
and zone defense and like the offensive line scheme and all like that kind of stuff is just right. it goes way over my head. But there were things of concern that I noticed that like if I feel like if I'm noticing it, why is it happening? Okay, is so that, Jeff Okuda. Is that a, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, Jeff Okuda, I want you to to name the the plays that you were worried about. Obviously, the one where where uh, what's his name, the uh, Najee Harris, Najee. right? Yep, Najee Harris, and then so um, so tackling. That's his calling card. Yeah. Are you really worried about him as a tackler, or did he just? No, get because beat? he he made he made very good tackles. Yeah, uh, that's my point. So I'm not that worried about it. Just, it. He just uh, he got beat. There, yeah. there was a good move, and he just was going the wrong direction. Juju Smith Schuster beat him three times. Uh, the double move, the oh, one really? time, got him pretty badly. Yeah. Yes, but this is a new this is a new uh, Okuda that we're seeing right now. He is playing way more aggressive. Okay. That's what I see when I'm looking at him. Is he's playing against those wide receivers and getting in their grill early. Last year he was 10, 15 yards off every that, single that play time. In particular, do you think that there's a chance that he was expecting help over the top from a safety, and it was more of a zone, or was that straight man to man? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I wondered that myself because I, I, I can't that's tell. that's how bad he got beat, that it looked like he was expecting help, and he never got it. All, but, I, but then you look at it, and it's like it looked like it was man-to-man. Or he was, or he thought it was zoned and then realized it was man-to-man. Like yeah. You don't really know. Based on what the movements that he had, it didn't look like he his ankles weren't like broken. He just didn't follow him Yeah. for both of the movements, like the cutout and then, and then back up yeah. through the middle. So it's almost like he got lost for a second. Yeah. But overall, he's been way more aggressive, man-to-man, up in their face. And to me, it, that's that's a big difference from last year. And if there's a growing uh, pain, I guess, through through that process of him learning how to be that more aggressive man-to-man cover guy, I, I'm game. Yeah. Sign me up. This is the year ways, to do it. It's, this could be another rookie season. This is probably his second rookie season. He wasn't ready to start the season. He was hurt the first, what, two games? Maybe the first game, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, then Hammy. he missed last six, I think. So, and with the scheme that we were running, the coaches he had then. Yeah, you heard it. Is, he wasn't This confident. is rookie 2.0 in a lot of ways. And a rookie season for a corner is a tough season. And I feel like he's kind of going through that again. He's also go, he's also out there with a bunch of non-starters. Scrubs. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I did bring up, like, kind of the angry Dan Campbell. Um, I couldn't find the exact quote, but the man, I mean, dude, he was so fired up and so angry at halftime. Um, he called in after in post game as well. He he kind of he called out someone's and by by that I mean basically he was like saying there are someone's he, he said someone's I'm not saying this wrong. He said there are someone's on this team that we expected to make this team that won't, and there are people that we counted out early on that are going to make this team. And I like that is a pretty big statement in in my opinion. And I know it's coach speak and challenging his guys and stuff like that. But the way he said someone's, it made me feel like he had a couple people in mind saying those, that type of comment. Is there someone that comes to mind with you guys that it's like you think they were going to make this team originally and now it's, man, there's a chance that they don't even make it to the next preseason game. Well, who was was just cut, the cornerback? I've been trying to recall his name this whole time. I was trying to look him up. Recently I, cut. I missed it. No, I, I didn't see the cut. Play for the, the Redskins. Yeah, Redskins last year. Or what, football team. Yeah, the football team. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. All right, we got to cut. Start over. We can't the, have that. We can't oh, have sorry. that football derogatory team. statement sorry, on this <laughs> podcast. We're going to get the E already. All right, got it. You. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kind of throwing you guys under the bus. I, I, I can't no, think of his I, name. This is what I do. I struggle you with think names. It, but. You think that's who it was, though? 
I, I don't someone know. Someone that they expected to be a corner. and With him saying someone's, it makes you think that this is more of a an expected guy who's uh, um, been in the league. Yeah. And it's not just this young guy that they hoped would step up. This is somebody who they expected to be a veteran presence on the team, make the team, and, and they just didn't earn it. Yeah, the first one that came to my mind was, was Giovanni Tavai. I um, definitely could be that. He looks absolutely lost. Um and he so he what lost weight again right so he started he had to gain a bunch of weight last year to play in the Patricia defense to fit Patricia's clothes I think um, he needed him to to get more closer to Patricia's size um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the size that he likes I mean yeah um, <laughs> uh, and, and he has to lose weight again and he just he doesn't seem to fit and I that's the one I think is the most disappointing. And I don't expect him to make this team. And that's kind of who I think they're calling out because it, it wasn't just the fact that he can't do what they're expecting him to do. It almost seems like he doesn't want to do what they expect him to do. And he doesn't know. Like, he's not comprehending the game the way that they expect him to. What is this, year three? Um, and that that's really disappointing. That name came to mind. Darren Fells came to mind uh, for the backup tight end spot because he had those. I think he had what three penalties and like five plays, and it was ugly, ugly moment and stuff. But I don't, I don't think a veteran tight end will will get cut in that situation. But I mean, you never know. Um, the another one was wide receivers. I feel like the wide receiver is is a wide open position right now, and I know we got it. We got to move through here at the this Lions talk because we got a lot to talk about with with Sparties, but. Um, just some just some quotes that I thought were interesting. If, if you guys want to jump in and talk a little bit about the wide receivers, you, you can. Um, basically, he just said, we can't ignore the crap that we saw in the first half. That's what it was. It wasn't good. Uh, it was pretty glaring. Uh, there was no rush offensively. Uh, we dropped balls. There was no rush. I don't know why he says that twice. But um, all the stuff causes you to lose. We did that. And another thing that he, he said that I thought was interesting is he's he's finding the guys that he can trust and the guys that he can't. And that was another one that came to mind with with um, Tavai is I feel like you, they can't trust him on the field, especially in the once regular season comes by. Obviously, time will tell, um, but it just seems like we're going to see some cuts here coming up that may be a little shocking to Lions fans um, that won't move the radar in, in national sports, obviously. But just I don't know. It'll be interesting. Is there a like name a, that would be surprised to you that if they get cut? Well, it might be from the wide receivers. If you bring that up, I'm thinking like a like what's his name? Like Bolden. Um, some some of the Anchor other. No, 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 oh. no. Within yeah. Come on, I don't even know that man. Oh, well, I, the ones that came to mind for me were, were Perriman and Cephas, and Cephas is is one that. I like. I feel like these two are battling for the fourth wide receiver spot because of a guy like Tom Kennedy, who who's kind of taken. He's jumping up the. He's looked. He's looked good, good against Scrubs. I, I like him. I think he the way he moves is is yeah. quick, decisive. Do you think he has a spot on this team, or is he? Are he's, they going to try to slip him on the, the practice type, squad? He's the type of safety net that Goff. I think it, it would work well with him. Yeah. Yeah. Underneath it'll be, routes, it'll be it'll be very interesting, and I just. Like I said earlier, I know I'm overreacting with with my negativity, but I don't know. It's they're not a good team. They're not a good team, and so. I knew that, and I know that, and I'm not expecting. I'm okay with that too. At the same, you know what I mean? Like I'm okay with it. Four wins. From what I was hearing and and starting to believe, was they were going to be better than that, and they could sneak into eight wins. You know what I mean? Like that's what people were talking about, and I was getting that in my head. 
And then I sit and watch this, and I'm like, no, I was right. I don't really want to be right. I want to see good football. I want to see decent football. This isn't going to be that year. And I'm, I think I just need to come to grips with that, right? Yeah. Yep. And I think we all do. <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, again, this is a year to watch to watch your right tackle, which is not normal. Yeah, you know? your right but, tackle, see how a corner develops. Yeah, exactly. Or two, because of Warrior 2, and like, you got yeah. some safeties back there that are still young. You got I mean, it, you got it in Fonwu, who's uh, another cornerback, rookie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, got, we have some pieces that we should be able to build on. We're hoping that we can build on, and that's what we're going to be paying attention to. Yeah, I think my biggest fear is that Bob Quinn put us in a deeper hole than I thought. Like if Akuda doesn't pan out and be someone that you should have picked, let with the top five pick, let alone a first round pick, if he can't turn into that corner, that's very disappointing. You know what? You know what I'm looking forward to though is Derek Barnes and seeing the comparisons later on when you're when you're going to compare him against the first rounders mm-hmm. that were taken. Yeah, and then play that game later on, and and I think he has a chance to be equal or better than some of those early round picks. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. We're moving right along to our Michigan State season preview. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about 2020 here. So they finished the season at 2-5 and five and mathematically last in the Big Ten East. Uh, the two wins were considered big ones against rivals Wolverines and against the undefeated at the time in uh, 14th-ranked Northwestern Wildcats, um, which in a lot of ways I, I think changed the perception of their 2020 season. I think that <laughs> was a better feeling than actually should have been because there were some losses that they looked absolutely terrible, and rightfully so, everything that they went through. Um, Lost to Rutgers, game one. Yeah. Seven or eight turnovers or whatever crazy yeah, number something it was. Something crazy. Yeah. But, like, is that a fair way of looking at it, though? Like, those two wins changed the feel of, of the Spartans heading into this season. Because it could yeah. be very, very doom and gloom. But winning those two games the way that they did gives you that little comfort and be like, all right, we trust in Mel Tucker already. Yeah, uh, yeah I do think that gives you a little bit something to work with. And also, I think just considering how the COVID year – impacted every team college football is so so much about preparation than you know for a michigan state team that just went through the the awful transition that they went through in february like we were talking about at the time how that transition from coaching staffs was just like the worst timing ever and then COVID hit so so how do you even come back from that i think i think it was a perfect storm against michigan state last year I don't think they had great talent. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that. I think their quarterback play was atrocious, just mm-hmm. awful. Um, but I told you that before the season started. Like we all knew what they were going to be. So um, yeah, I don't. I think their losses were so bad you could call them a fluke. In, in the case of Rutgers, like my goodness, you don't. You're not going to turn the ball over eight times and, yeah. and have a chance in the last seconds of the game. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to do that. Um, and then their wins were, were big wins against rivals. Yeah. So. You kind of said, yeah, we, we we still trust you. Mel yeah, Tucker. the way I kind of looked at heading into the season, if I were a Spartan fan, I would have cautious hope is what, what I wanted to call it. And it's a lot like I am as a Lions fan. As I'm going into it, like, I don't want my heart to get broken and get too excited and let it be a, you know, a three-win season and feel like it was devastating, you know what I mean? Where I'm going to go into it and be like, 
I think they're going to be better than I think, but I don't want to get my hopes up and get hurt. You know what I mean? And that's kind of right. where I'm looking at the Spartan team. It's like I'm being very cautious in the way I'm going to look at them because you could see it going multiple ways, I feel like. And you're going to have some coin flip games, and if the ball bounces the wrong way, it could look like a very bad season. But if they're in games that they aren't in and they lose those coin flip games, you can kind of like feel a little better about it. You know what I mean? It's going to be an eye test thing, not necessarily a record. You know what I mean? Where you can really start 100% figuring out what this what this uh, coaching staff's going to be is all about the eye test. Yeah. And not about results. I and kind I, that's of, a weird feeling. Yeah, it is weird because I kind of trust their individual position groups uh more than more than you would feel like or more than expected. Like I think their their weapons are good. Yeah. And, and we'll get into it. We'll get into some of these guys. Um one of the big things is obviously quarterback and that's something that is Nobody really knows at this point. It's still kind of up in the air with yeah. their quarterback yep. situation, which plays such a big part of a team identity. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's a perfect way to start. So we're going to talk about the offense first. And now, obviously, quarterback, top of mind. you got to talk about it. Um, the quarterback, e- easy. It's the easy lightning rod here because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. I don't think um, they know. Who will it be? How long will he be there? What kind of leash is he going to have? The, there's so many questions. And Michigan fans get ready for that same type of feel. You know, and, and that's how a lot of these college teams operate right now is, like, you have the young guy, the next guy. Do you want to go to him right away or do you bring in a guy with experience? And that's kind of where we're at here with um, with, with where the Spartans are at. They brought in the transfer, Anthony Russo, from Temple. Um, but if they want to go with the young guy, a guy that's going to be here for the next 36 games instead of the next 12 games, that's going to be a guy like Peyton Thorne. I think those are the two guys that, that I'm personally hearing. Micah, I'm, I'm curious to where – and obviously, we're not on, on the practice field. We don't know. But if it, this was your program, and let's say they're 1A and 1B, like, do you go with a young guy, or do you go with a guy like like Russo here? Uh, me, personally, I go with Russo with the experience. It, I, I say that with a short leash, okay? I go with the experience, but only because... With Peyton Thorne, you you just don't know what you have from a fan's perspective. I I don't know from a coach's perspective. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how you just – you don't let Russo have this time. Give him three games, four games, whatever it is. Um, And at that point, see what his production looks like and then go from there. I mean, if if he's just an abomination – pull him mm-hmm. short leash short leash is where i'm at with russo yeah i i feel like that's kind of where i would go personally as well um for for the similar reason if you can't if you if pay if they if peyton thorne's the next guy who knows if he is let's say he's he's next year's quarterback if he's next year's quarterback no matter what you can't start him this year and eventually pull him and then expect to put him back in next Correct. year Correct. Where if you want to give a guy a short leash, it has to be Russo. You can't give a guy like Peyton Thorne a short leash and think that he's going to stay in this environment, in nope. this this uh, uh, new college football era with the transfer portal and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of where I look at it. And I, I like what I've seen from Russo. So he was 16-10 and 10, um, as a starter at Temple and ranks third all-time in passing yards at 6,000, just under six, 6,300. 
Uh, passing touchdowns, 44. Passing completions, 536. And fourth for passing attempts at almost 900. He started the first three games in 2020 but missed the rest of the season due to a so- shoulder injury um, with one season of eligibility left. Um, he transferred over to MSU. And I watched some highlights of this guy. I like I like what I see from him personally. He's kind of that – he's more of a pro style, I, I believe. Um, 6'4", 240. Yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. But he, he's mobile, too. So he's got yeah, he a little run. bit of that. Not that, not like what Michigan State is used to, I think. He, he doesn't run for rushing yards, but he's he's a big body that's difficult to, when he moves around, to, to bring down. Yeah. Um, but going, going talking a little bit about Peyton Thorne, uh, he played in four games at quarterback coming off the bench in the first three against Iowa, um, Indiana, and Ohio State uh, before making his first start of his Spartan career against Penn State on December 12th. Uh, he was 48 of 85 with a 565 percentage um, for 582 yards, uh, only 145 yards per game in the four games. Uh, he also had 25 rushing attempts, 47 yards um, with one touchdown. Ryan, you're more of an eye test guy. Yeah. Um, I think you were one of the first people that, that I heard question Rocky Lombardi. It was He was kind of the the excitement. You know what I mean? Everybody was like, man, what he did first round, but you yeah, and I first throw year, up. and you were like, eh, no. <laughs> but you were the kind of the first guy that I remember hearing about that. What do you think about Peyton Thorne and the eye test in particular? Uh, Peyton Thorne has a live arm. That That's the first thing that stands out. He moves really, really well. He's he's agile. He can move around in the pocket. He's uh, glides around the field effortlessly. He can move away from pressure and, and keep his eyes down the field. Um, his arm action is smooth. He has a live arm, like what I said. Like he doesn't get stuck in his mechanics. Sometimes it almost looks like uh, shoulder pads are holding back somebody's arm as they're throwing it. Like a Philip Rivers, perfect example. Just yeah. like a, you know, you know what I mean. Just like the herky <laughs> yeah, jerky yeah, kind of movement. Nineties yeah. shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah, and and he has none of that. He has really really good um, arm strength and and solid movement and all that stuff. So between the two quarterbacks, I think Peyton Thorne is the better thrower of the ball i think he's a better more um upside quarterback within the system but it's all about making sure his mind his head is in the right spot to be to lead a team and i think for that reason and all the reasons you guys brought up i completely agree with i think russo is the quarterback you have to start with i also think with russo he's a gunslinger man like if you look at his stats he threw for 14 touchdowns, 14 interceptions his rookie, or his freshman year. Uh, 21 touchdowns, 12 interceptions the next year, and then 9-6 and six the third year, and, and that was cut short, obviously. With a lot of yards in between, he chucks it around. Like, he's not afraid to throw the ball around the field for better or worse. You see those interceptions in there. He's a, He's got some, some highs and some lows. Uh, but I think what that will do is establish Michigan State offense as an offense that is not going to be so – uh, held back and so like um, uh, reserved okay. in their play. I think that that will establish them their identity this year with all the weapons they have. I think you have to take advantage of that kind of a mindset and approach to attack the game and attack with your offense. So if that's your strength of your team and your quarterback to throw the ball around the field, then let your players play. Uh, with Russo, I, I just by watching his mechanics and the way he throws the ball, he throws a, he's got that short arm angle sometimes, and he gets stuck in his mechanics. So if he throws the ball down the field and it's and it's on an arc like a rainbow, it looks great out of his hand. It's smooth. He's got some touch. 
when he tries to throw it on a line from sideline to sideline, that's when he gets stuck. That's when his mechanics become short. The ball comes up short. The ball just flutters in the air, and then that's when his interceptions come. Okay. So I think uh, decision-making, it's so-so for him, but he gets stuck when he thinks he can make a throw. His mechanics don't allow him to make that throw, and now now the the cornerbacks can jump it. All right. So we would kind of all go Russo in this personal type of scenario, even though you think Thorne is a bit higher upside guy. Do you think the O-line, whether they trust the O-line fully or not, plays a role in this? Or do you think that they're going to give the best quarterback the best shot? And I ask that because if they don't trust their O-line, they don't want to throw a Peyton Thorne in there and kill his type of confidence until they know that he's going to get protected. That's a fan's thinking. Do coaches think that way? Oh, absolutely, yeah. You think so? Yeah, they have to. So if they don't trust the O-line, throw Anthony Russo in there. Like That's another reason to throw a guy that's not going to be here past 12 games. Their offensive line last year went from bad early on in the year to average at the end. So, so you like where the way that this offense line is being built? No, I think it's more just unknown. I, th- okay. I think it could be okay. I think it could be a decent to above average offensive line, and it could be one that is the the problem with the entire team. Right. And, and we just don't know so far. Yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, it seems like year after year we hear – they have so much experience coming back. Which they do this year. Which they do again. They, yeah. I mean, but they have the last several years, and it really hasn't translated to looking good. Well, Rocky Lombardi also didn't help them out. Okay. Lombardi, it, it's twofold. Your, your offensive line can make your quarterback look good, and they can also make your quarterback look bad, but the quarterback can do the same thing to them. If he's not moving appropriately based on their blocking scheme, if he runs into the tackles, coming up the middle and he doesn't just, like, fade away. Like, if you watched Peyton Thorne last year throw in his in his limited time, like, he had plenty of time. Actually, that's his – that's his the, the his downfall is he holds onto the ball a little bit too long. He okay. likes to move around in the pocket, and then he's surveying the field, which he's good at, but you don't have to do it every time. If your number one option's open, throw it to him. Uh, that offensive line allowed him plenty of time to, to roam the field and make those decisions – he he was just ready to do that and and Lombardi was not. So it's it's a hard thing. I don't think the numbers play out exactly with how they performed last year. Yeah, and I think the offensive line in like you kind of said it they looked really bad early on. That has a lot to do with the covid and not having the spring practicing and all that stuff and a new scheme, all that kind of stuff. They uh, uh, offensive line grows together and gels together. They didn't have that opportunity as they did as you're saying that they did get better, but I think this is a very big year to, for for all these returns, they have a lot of guys, and it seems like the depth's there. It's hard to say if the high-end talent is there to be successful in the Big Ten, a Big Ten-type football season. You know what I mean? We'll see how it's groomed. Yeah. Um. So they do have some seniors coming back. They got A.J. Curry, um, Matt Allen for his sixth year, Luke Campbell for his sixth year, um, Matt Karnick for his fifth year. Um, Carrick? Sure. Say it however you want. Oh, I've heard okay. it both ways. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, then some juniors as well. Um, it, it's hard to say the way this is going to go. It sounds like Matt Allen is going to come back at either the center or maybe they'll move him to guard. Um, but I don't know. It, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I know how to break down an offensive line that we don't really know a whole lot about. You're a professional. Is, are there any names? <laughs> yeah, are there any names that that stand out? Do you think that this 
the quantity that they have, can you form that into quality? I, I think you can. Yeah, I think um, I think Matt Allen is key in this. Uh, Matt Carrick is also key. And, and then uh, Kevin Jarvis, that's that's the name that I think people need to watch out for on the offensive line. Um, that he's, he's, he's a bigger body. If I'm remembering right, this is, this is literally from memory cause I didn't do the research that I wanted to do, but, uh, these are, these are guys who are capable. They're all actually pretty old. Like this is an, an offensive line that is pretty seasoned and there's not a whole lot of inexperience. So it, at some point these guys turn into 22, 23 year old men and you're playing up against 18, 19 year old really solid athletes but some at some point that man strength kind of takes over yeah. and you you can be pretty good yeah kevin jarvis is six six three twenty five yeah he's huge that's a that's a big old that's a big body right yeah there. big boy um another name that that they they talked about in, in some articles that i was reading when i was researching was jarrett horst uh arkansas uh, transfer out of arkansas state um basically the most coveted transfer that msu landed um which was interesting he could come in and, and be important I think a depth guy, if not a starter, that who's really, that? Uh, Jarrett Horst. Um, he's the transfer, basically. One of. One of the transfers because they also got uh, JUCO Brandon Baldwin. Um, Wait, Jarrett Horst is he the cornerback or uh, safety? No, I think he's an offensive lineman. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah, see, I didn't even know that. Yep. So he's a redshirt junior, actually. So. Oh, I see him. Yeah. It was just another name again. I, what I'm interested to see with it with this core is you have the quantity, turn it into quality, and f- put the right guys in position, make them earn the job, and I'm I'm expecting Tucker and his his staff to do that. Um, so I would say the best thing that Mel Tucker did this this off season is addition by subtraction. They had a lot of guys leave the program that right. were just not going to contribute like they should, and, and you saw where they went. They went to small schools. Yeah, they did. They were not going to go contribute at at Tennessee, yep. or Alabama, or just any like random school. No, they were going down below. They were going to to Memphis. Exactly. Yeah. So we saw where those guys were going, and then we brought back pretty good talent in the transfer portal. Uh, Alabama second string defensive back. Uh, we got Michigan, Wake yeah, Forest. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we got yeah some guys from some really good schools that that are uh, solid weapons, and then we also created the quarterback competition which is just the best scenario you could have for a young guy like that yeah and yep. i think sorry go ahead Were you, no i was just oh, agreeing um creating competition i think is the key and he seems to be doing that in all these positions with the transfer portal in particular he's bringing in guys that are looking to compete and looking to get their shot um that's that's really exciting um so i, I mean really i want to get into the weapons now let's do it that's um, the best part yep. i think that this as we're looking into this we talked a little bit about this pre-show they're they're loaded with weapons, and what kind of weapons will they be? That time will tell because you got to rely on the offensive line. You got to rely on the quarterback for their weapons to be successful. But these are pretty big names. Let's start with the running backs. Um, pretty much just a committee. So they have Connor Hayward, uh, Jordan Simmons, who's a sophomore, and Elijah Elijah Collins, who's that redshirt junior. Huh. Um, handled a large majority of the work last year. They're all coming back. Um, <laughs> like we can't let him go any farther. What's that? We yeah, just, these guys are not starting. No? No. What do you guys no. got there? None like, of these what, guys are starting. What am I missing here? Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker is going to be your starting running back. The third. Kenneth Ooh. Walker, the third. Ooh, the third. This man is going to tear it up. 
Well, I should probably adjust my uh, your show sheet there. Breakout player. What, what did I? Mi- you what should I- check with the uh, boss with the show sheet. Yeah. Wh- how did I? How did I miss this? I don't I, know I, how you missed this because yeah, this is one of the biggest transfers for this team. And where did he transfer from? Wake Forest. Okay. So tell me about him. I, he, I guess the, I'm, I'm I'm off on this one. What do you guys, let me look, guys up, let me look up some stats here. It would be nice if I, you guys corrected me before the show. I got stats right here. When I sent it. Yeah, 100, 119 <laughs> rushes for 579 yards and three touch, 13 touchdowns last year for Wake Forest. So believe it or not, the five, last two five years, yards a carry. 579 yards for both years somehow. Wow. What? Which I don't know how that happens. How do you get the same amount of yardage? Two years in a row. Don't know. Regardless, um, th- this this guy is going to tear it up. I keep hearing out of camp from Spartan Insiders that this guy is better than advertised. Yeah? Yep. Well, screw me and my show sheet. What's going on here? <laughs> this is this is brutal. So, 5.9 yards per carry as a freshman. Uh, yeah, four, I think a lot point, of s- – 4.9 as a sophomore. So, yeah, 5.5. Five. Average yards per carry. Yeah, right. So I, I, I think if you're a Spartan fan, you are plenty aware of Kenneth Walker and what he's going to do. So, yes, overall, yeah, they're going to have a committee of running backs. It is going to be led by Kenneth Walker, no doubt. But but with their change of pace, to your credit, I mean, Jordan Simmons is a lightning bolt as a change of pace back. He, he's going to be really good. I, I think he's, he's a stud. Uh, Collins is was supposed to be the number one last year. He ran into some COVID stuff. Yep. So they have some really good options. And not only not only um options to back up, but but I think in case of injury they could they have guys that could come in and be a workhorse. So if, if you do lose Kenneth Walker because of some freak injury, you can have Elijah Collins come in and then Jordan Simmons doesn't have to change his role. I think they they're gonna be really versatile at that running back position. So before I get too far into the wide receiver position, is there any any surprises I need to know before I start going on wide yeah, receivers? Yeah, you ever heard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So wide receivers that I think are interesting here is Jaden Jaden Reed, who was the transfer that came in last year. He was a teammate of somebody in high school that was a quarterback. Was it Peyton Thorne? Yeah, Peyton Thorne. He was Peyton Thorne's was teammate. That's why yes. he transferred from Western Michigan, um, I believe. If I'm recalling he correctly, did. he did. Um, yep. He's questioning everything now. Yeah, no, no everything <laughs> that I say from here on is gonna end with. Uh, yeah, because Jaden Reed came out uh, was a senior when when um, Thorne was a junior. Junior. Yeah. Okay. And, and then they, he went to they, Western. Yep. Yeah. Um, Jalen Naylor and redshirt freshman Ricky White. Um, they'll be the core unless there's a transfer I need to know about. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Bueller. Going once, <laughs> going twice. <laughs> uh, who do you who do you guys expect to be the, the emerge as the number one here? I I feel like Michigan State, a successful Michigan State team, always has that guy. You know what I mean? That you have to worry about, you have to focus on. Can any uh, of these guys be that? How do you say that after this ridiculous COVID year? You know, like well, I, I, I I don't know. How, no, I I don't mean that in. Like so, against you, so I think I I really do think Jaden Reed is that guy. I think he's the high volume you think it's receiver. Reed? Yeah, I think he's gonna going to be the high volume receiver that is more of the uh, moving the sticks. Um, but I, but Jalen Naylor was has been for the last two years. He's been their big play guy, and then we saw what Ricky White did last year, mm-hmm. and he, he just kept his. He was the one against Michigan game, right? Yeah, I mean he yeah he went us. nuts, 
And and he did that throughout the year here and there. He had his big plays, his yeah. big moments. Their passing game was not good enough for them to rise, for any of them to really rise. But this year, with with the volume that I think they're going to get from these two quarterbacks, I think uh, I think Jaden Reed is going to be the safety net out of the group. And I think the big play guys will be Jalen Naylor and Ricky White, and I think they're going to complement each other really well. They're not big bodies. They're not big, yeah, tall guys. They're small, what are they, yep. six foot? Like nothing, nothing long and lanky. Not NFL right. style bodies, yeah, but they're, they're almost like Jalen Reggers. Yeah. They're almost like Jalen Reggers. Like yeah. you're five eleven, maybe six foot guys. I, I mean, I don't know their stature, but they're going to get separation. Uh, yeah, six, I think they're both six foot. Yeah, six foot one ninety. I got I got four inches and twenty five pounds on them fools. Man, you should be a, get me out there the on the field. I was six one. Jeez. Put Johnny out. Put me on a meal plan. You can put me at tight end. <laughs> uh, Jaden Reed, though, I mean, I I think he's he plays more. I think above he, other cornerbacks. He's he's the one that has the jump ability. Sorry, who is this? Jaden Reed. Okay. I think he's got the big uh, jump ability and also just the the catches in. Um, Traffic. Which Jay, he's not much bigger though. No, he's, he's a skinny still, receiver. He's still a smaller guy. Yeah, they but he plays all bigger. Nearly the same exact body makeup. Yeah, yeah, but I think Jaden Reed's going to be the guy that plays bigger and and less of the downfield threat. Okay. So uh, so he's going to be the safety net. Uh, that's that's just my prediction. So I more think of, he's going to have big numbers. Like more of a volume guy. Yes, the higher volume. Um, any anything else on on the offense before we move move to the defensive side? Transfers, transfers, anyone? Yeah, I'm gonna be asking about transfers all day long here. <laughs> Should take a little break here or something. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you want to? From the Red Wings to Michigan State, we're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. So to start with the defense, I would I want to talk about the defensive line. Um Another one of those, a lot of names, who's going to be that high-end guy? It, that's really the key. I feel like you have to have the it guy in, in, in that type of um, position. You know what I mean? Like yeah. someone that has to attack, someone that has to lead, and it doesn't feel like there there's that guy that stands out yet. What what position? Just, mo- Just defense. Defensive line, mainly. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, most of the time it's a, a DE that, that gets to the quarterback and causes havoc. Um, but you can also get that pressure from the defensive, like the inside line, defensive lineman, right? whatever that's called. Sorry, I can't the figure interior. it out. I'm the, I, you guys really <laughs> threw me off well. with the running back thing. <laughs> the de- I, defensive I don't know. tackle? Yeah, tackle. Thank uh, you. You guys really threw me off with this. Tune in next week. When we're talking about Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Sam will have more to say. And their fourth string. <laughs> I tried back. at least. I got a lot of information. I guess it's just all wrong information. No, you just missed one key piece <laughs> yeah. to their whole I don't entire know what offense. Happened. <laughs> whatever, whatever, man. Don't, don't worry know. about it. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Move on. The we're good. Key. Well, let's talk a little about the defensive line. Any, any you guys got any thoughts on the defensive line before I? Or do you want me to go? I, I, <laughs> like, I'm just. Well, I think the. I'm rattled right now. Are, are are we including defensive ends right now? Yeah, yeah, defensive line in general. I th- I think you l- go straight to Jacob Panashek. Yeah, uh, he's it's, returning it's, for it's his what fifth year? I think I think twelfth, fifth or seventh or ninth. I don't know. Yeah, so many of those guys. Him and Matt Coglin together. I'm sure they're roommates. <laughs> yeah, because the redhead kicker is still here kicking field goals. I don't understand that. That makes no sense to me. This this, this kid is, is on his twelfth year At clearly. Least. 
No, but honestly, I, I, I think you look directly to Jacob Panishuk to be your leader on the line. And there's no question about that. I don't, I, but that's, that's without me knowing these other guys. I don't know. Yeah. So DE's, uh, Drew Beasley and Michael Fletcher, uh, they tied for the team lead last year with three sacks. Uh, reserve deep tackle, Deshaun Mallory, uh, pitching him with two more. Uh, but nobody else really had, had, had more than one. Uh, nose tackle, Naquan Jones went to the NFL. So Mallory kind of figures to be that guy that kind of steps in. If you have those guys on the end, along with, with Jacob Panashuk, I mean, y- you could send them from all different directions, and they can rotate them too. That's really important um, in, this, in this type of league because if you can throw a fresh guy out there against someone that's played the first three downs and you throw a fresh guy out there on third down, that gives the advantage to the defense in, that, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it also, I think, plays right into what Michigan State normally does, which is play on – their screw you mentality and, and just like energy overall Spartan it, dog. Yeah, exactly. And and we're going to overcome because we're Spartans and that's that, that comes with being fresh and being able to rotate and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So yeah, it works. Are you guys concerned about the defense line at all? Or do you think that that's going to be pretty solid? <clears throat> I they're, think it's going to be a work in progress. Yeah. They're, they're big bodies. I don't think there's going to be a huge um, concern with the uh, filling gaps, like playing two gap, defensive line being able to, to move side to side but they're I don't think they're really going to penetrate it doesn't seem like they have no. that one guy that gets to the quarterback that's fast they're all they're all bigger guys who can use their hands pretty well but probably good at run stuffing yeah exactly yep that, that's going to be their strength and maybe rely on their their the linebackers. linebackers yeah do you think that's kind of what the that's what we'll get into here next is does this defense kind of succeed or fail at the linebacker position it, yeah, I do think so Be, because they went from – and we didn't really talk about this a whole lot last year, but Michigan State went from a 4-3 defense, which is pretty standard in any any pro-style defense kind of. Yeah. Uh, they, they went to a 4-2 defense. Okay. So two main linebackers serving most of the field and then and then a bunch of speed guys to match around, around the outside, which, again, if we're talking about like – Michigan State being impacted by a COVID year and not having time to work together and and even meet together within these meeting rooms. Uh, when you're changing a full defense and going to a four two style, that's which is kind of unheard. Like you don't even hear yeah. four two. It's not a common thing to hear. Yeah. But when you're going to and changing your scheme like that, that that could play a big impact. And, and with that, on your defense. they basically flip this whole linebacking room upside down. They still, I mean, they have returners Noah Harvey and Chase Klein, but other than that. Simmons is gone. Like Simmons was a big name last year, had, heading into the he, season. He, he was great, yeah. And he, I don't know if he did. He, I think he probably transferred. Is, is I, my I think it guess. was six out, four in, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um. So he's gone, and but he kind of he was more of that middle linebacker. Simmons Simmons got drafted, didn't he? Did he? I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think. It's, I don't think a Spartan got drafted. Oh, maybe not. If uh, anybody I did, know. I would we'll expect to look, him see, to. I, I thought he transferred, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah, um, but, I mean, he was that middle linebacker. And the, based on the run in the what, – what was the – you said f- – what is it? What p- defense did they run? 4-3. Four, four, they're, they're, they're running a 4-2 right now. A 4-2. Oh, they're running 4-2. So you don't four, have two. that middle linebacker as important. You still have them. Both of them are, are important. Are both of them become basically middle linebacker yeah. style. Yep. Um, but, I mean – is, are there names that are going to, to go, or is it going to can kind of 
rotate in when they need to. But I mean, you don't really uh, rotate linebackers a ton. Dude. Well, Mike has got you. Mike has got somebody circled over here. Yeah, oh, yeah. you got another transfer. Oh, the guy from Michigan. No. Oh. Not at all. Coveris Crouch. Okay. From Tennessee, he was heavily recruited by Michigan and Michigan State. I, I remember being so upset that we didn't secure his recruitment. But this guy, he he's an athlete running back turned into linebacker. And it didn't pan out in Tennessee, transferred here. The guy's a stud. He he's he's got the body, he's got the mentality. He he, he needed a fresh start. He's here at Michigan State. He's got the new dog mentality. And quite honestly, this might be the perfect environment for him to absolutely flourish. He he is a freak. He's yeah. an athletic yeah. freak. Yep. He is he is uh perfect for this kind of a defense too. Somebody that can go all over the field. So you put havoc. him next to Noah Harvey he, in, in your set at linebacker? Uh, it, yeah. Well, so Noah Harvey, I I'm not I don't know. I'm not, not convinced. I'm not convinced on Noah Harvey. I think actually a guy like Ben Van Summeren is is going to be physical enough where this team's going to fall in love with his attitude and okay. his perseverance mm-hmm. and, and everything that he brings. I think he actually fits more of the Michigan State profile than the Michigan profile in that regard. So I, I, I think agree. that eventually, um, I don't think he's going to start right away. I think Harvey will start, but I I think over the course of the season, Ben Van Summeren is somebody to watch. So you think it's kind of be a, a rotating door here that they're going to give all these guys a chance and then as the the tape will kind of tell yes. who, who deserves yep. to at, be the, at the this get the point, most snaps. It's not even about starting necessarily. At this point, it's earn about it. who gets the most snaps. Yeah, snaps. earn it. Yep. Um, what about Itavion Tank Brown? So he was a transfer from Minnesota, right? And am I correct that the reason why he transferred to Michigan State because he has his brother? Is that, or am I getting that confused with a different? I I think that's Van Summeren you're thinking maybe. Oh, Eventually. Van Summeren transferred but, to play with his brother. Well, they just recruited Alex, okay. who was his little brother. They just secured his recruitment. Gotcha. Year. That, yeah, that you're, might you're be probably who you're right. I, of. I thought there was a, a transfer. From I don't Minnesota, know anything about Tank Brown. I really don't. I, I, no. I don't either. I'm sorry. Um, one, one thing that we already talked about was with MSU's base defense only requiring two linebackers on the field, ideally some combination of Harvey Klein. But like you guys talked about with with um, some the newcomers there Crouch. With, with Crouch. And Van Simmeren, like, there's, they're they're not going to be hurting at that position. They're going to find the right combination based on what they have available, speed, power combinations. It's going to be better than last it, year. They, they're going to be able to switch in and out based on downs and and whatever they need to do. I think they'll find it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then their DBs. Move back on the on the defensive side here. Um. There's some good pieces still left. I mean, Xavier Henderson, pretty solid safety. Nothing. I mean. None of these guys really get you too excited, in, in my opinion. Right. But if I, other people are doing their job and they can do it quick, you know, like hold those guys for, for the first five seconds, and then you start getting the pressure, that's when your corners start looking good. When you get the pressure from the D defensive line and the linebackers that throw can throw in a blitz here and there, that's when your corners look better than they really are. And I think Michigan State succeeded on having corners that, Look good in college because everybody is making them look good, right? And have, hasn't really translated to the NFL. I mean, like the yeah. shutdown that yep. everybody expected. Yep. I'm. I'm not worried necessarily about the the corners position or or even the the defensive backs. No. Um, because I think it's a a fairly 
easy thing to to figure out as, as the Th- season they ha- goes. They on. have more transfers. They have more transfers coming but in on their went, depth chart. They did went went big in the transfer portal for for this position. Defensive in backs. Particular. Yep. Yep. Or th- yeah, this secondary, I should say. Secondary. Yeah. They they oh, have does that some. Stand out to you? I, uh, well, yeah. Sorry, I was trying to find it before. I, I did. I did have some here. So, uh, the transfer. So the departures. I'll start with that. Dominique Long. He went to Duke. Uh, Trey per- Person hasn't gone anywhere yet. Um, Chris Jackson went to Washington State. Shakur Brown, uh, he was the undrafted free agent to the Steelers. Uh, Davion Williams went to Western Kentucky, was primarily a special teams player. Um, I mean, wh- I guess those are all leaving. I-, I didn't really get any of the the transfers that came in. It's just a, I don't know. It- it's not a sexy position on defense. No, it's it's it, not. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be okay. Xavier Henderson's pretty good. Um, um. I think they're going. You know, they have some pieces. They they got a transfer from Alabama that that was uh, second uh, second on the depth chart at Alabama. It's like, uh, yeah, you'll take that guy at Michigan State to to start eventually. Um, so I think they do have some pieces. I think overall, though, with with Michigan State defense last year, they were put in such a bad position game after game because of the turnovers, the short field that they were always working up against. I don't think so. They they had a really Poor season defensively. It was like, well, was that you? What was that? Is this rubbing against somebody? It was my drink rubbing against the mic. Oh man, that threw me off. <laughs> so overall, though, they they gave up like over thirty five points a game, which is very unspartan like. Yeah. But they were also put in the worst positions possible. And game after game, even game one, you know, eight, Seven eight inter- yeah, eight, inter- eight uh, turnovers fumble, or whatever yeah. it was, like the, those games are impossible to predict, and those those defenses were just worn out by the end of the year. And I don't think some, sometimes your best defense is your offense, just keeping guys off the field, keeping them uh, energetic, and, and giving them an opportunity to play what they were supposed to, what they all signed up to do, which is allow or prevent the team from going down the entire field and scoring a touchdown. And they just were never put in that position last year. So I don't think, again, last year was a very good grade against this coaching staff and defensive scheme. And we're, we're going to see what, what's really going on this year. My overall thoughts for, for the Spartans is it's not about – I kind of already said it, but this season's mostly about what's, – what's going on? <laughs> Yo, go, go ahead. He's just doing some research. <laughs> John. This, this season is mostly about um, – Seeing the way that this this coaching staff's scheme works in the Big Ten, I think that's a big question. Mel Tucker was not Michigan State's first choice. He was not very successful in Colorado. I think it was what one year. He hasn't been a su- successful head coach where he's been. I'm interested to see if he can be. I don't think this year is going to tell us if um, the that like if he has a bad year and they have a lot of losses. That's not telling you he's going to be unsuccessful in the Big Ten. But I think by the end of the year, the eye test will tell us if it's going to work or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. They're going to learn who they really are as an identity, as, as a program. And I think with all the transfer, transfers they've brought in, they have an opportunity to at least be an average Big Ten team, which is really what I'm expecting out of this group. I, th- I think they're adequate at every single position positional group. They have their strengths. They have their potential weaknesses. Uh, but they're not they're not a lost team. I don't think this is a lost franchise or franchise, a college uh, program, and I think they have more going for them than people want to give them credit for. I, I kind of agree with that, and it's I could see it going the other way if if things 
I mean, it, it could get worse too. You know what I mean? Like, it could. It could. And, and, and quor- quarterback play. I will always go back. Go back to quarterback play in college football. If you have an adequate quarterback, you will win games. If your quarterback struggles, like uh, Lombardi did the last couple years, they you you just won't. You're not going to be a good team if you can't move the ball. That's going to hurt your defense. Yep. Uh, I did want to get into some players. I want to start with uh, a potential breakout player for you guys. Um, I'll, I'll start here if you guys don't have one. If you don't have one, don't worry about it. We can kind of move through these quick. Um, I think it was my guy last year as well, but I, I'm going to stick with Jalen Naylor as as my uh, breakout player. He's he's speedy. He's a playmaker. He had 40. He's had 49 catches uh, for 759 yards and six touchdowns in 19 games of his career. Um, he's finally healthy. I think that's the biggest thing. Can he stay healthy is is obviously the key with a guy like this, but I think the depth that they have at wide receiver, and Ryan, you said um, Reed? Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed uh, is, is kind of your guy that you think is going to be the, the breakout guy in the wide receiving core at least. I, I'm, I'm going to disagree a little bit and, and think that uh, Naylor can be that, and I think he's going to be a weapon for this offense, and he could really explode because he has good numbers in the games that he's healthy in, and – with the right quarterback, you never know what could happen. Uh, last year, he had 26 receptions for 515 yards, uh, but his average was 19.8 um, yards play. and four touchdowns. I think that's those are pretty good numbers for for limited time. Um, so we'll we'll kind of see how he develops. But I, I'm going to keep my eye on him. Do you guys have a breakout player that that stands out? I do not. Ryan. Yeah, Jordan Reed. I, Jordan. I really think Jordan Reed is is going to be solidifying himself in the Big Ten as a legitimate weapon at the wide receiver position. So don't forget about a player. I went with Jacob Panasuk. Um, Three-year starting defensive end. Uh, has played in 44 career games, uh, returning for his fifth season. Has 101 career tackles, including 21 tackles for loss and nine sacks. Um, I mean, he, he feels like the last... And this could be unfair, but he feels like the last D'Antonio type guy. You know what I mean? Like the yep. major chip on the shoulder, get on my back. When things are going bad, I will make the difference. You Look mean- at me. I will make. I will. I will. Everything's going wrong. I'm gonna go out there and make something happen, and flip the momentum and flip everybody's demeanor on the sideline. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. seems like that last, and I'm not saying that the other guys aren't that yet. No, but he seems to be, he still is that, and we know that he is. You he, know what I mean? He's kind of like the Chris Chelios of this team. You freaking! I don't know what you mean. Hockey and football, it's like <laughs> apples and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> they taste great. <laughs> Give me a second. So you hated Chris Chelios on a different team? Absolutely hated him. Boy, the second he came to your team, or her team, I freaking loved him. Yeah. I mean, Panashuk, the the last name, it, it resonates in a different way for a lot of Michigan fans, in a in a pretty bad way. Yeah, it's like they, the they, Toski they, Stones. They, well, they come off as dirty players. <laughs> yeah, they're they dirty. Just makes but, sense. <laughs> honestly, if he was on my team, guess what? <laughs> I would probably love him. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Jordan Simmons here. So freshman year last year, he showed me enough to be a dynamic running back. And again, I don't care who he's who he's uh, paired with, Kenneth Walker or or um, somebody throw another name out at me, Elijah Collins. I I don't care I don't care who he's paired with. I think he's going to be 
a secret weapon no matter where he plays. And and he's dynamic enough and fast and quick enough to make plays out of nowhere. All right. Mikey, did you Very have nice. a don't yeah. forget about? Yep, Xavier Henderson. Uh, safety, his junior production was good, but I think everyone right now is looking at him to take that leadership role and take it to another level. And and he can do it. So I think that's that's who my don't forget about player is. All right, so rebound player for me, I went with Elijah Collins. I feel like we're talking a lot about the running backs. I might have the wrong one completely, but I looked at him as a rebound player because he was going through the COVID last year. He, nobody knew why he wasn't playing. He had a very good, um, I don't know if it was a sophomore year. Yeah, or maybe it was 19. Yeah. Um, with, uh, he had 22 attempts, almost just under 1,000 yards in 2019. Um, five touchdowns. 20, I mean, whoa. <laughs> 22 attempts? 222. Oh, got it. Sorry. 225. <laughs> this says 222. Oh, okay. Man, that, that yak, that yard per carry would Oof. be. <laughs> Solid. He's a decent <laughs> running back. Might even be an NFL caliber. Is that Derrick Henry? <laughs> it's Kaliber, <laughs> Fan- not fantasy, caliber. Fantasy football numbers there. <laughs> Remember when it was just me and you, Mike, and nobody teased me the whole time? That was really fun. You guys just, I bet those were oh, fun. Kyle <laughs> was definitely still here. Uh, anyways, uh, he had a very good week. very good 2019, uh, and then last year he only had 40, uh, 41 attempts and 90 yards. Yeah, he uh, disappeared. He disappeared completely. And I don't know if it was the new coaching staff. I don't know if it was what he was going through. But a running back can bounce back pretty easily if he gets the carries. I could see it happening, but it sounds like he might not. I might be wrong with that one, but um, that's my rebound player. Do you guys have one? Ryan's looking at the carpet. I don't know what's <laughs> going on at all. No big deal if you don't. Um, I do, and it's Quaveris Crouch. Um, like I said earlier, he, he was a highly touted recruit, and last year it, it was <clears throat> it was a down year for him. Not a sack to be seen. Um, his tackles looked like he had 30 solo tackles, 27 assisted. So I, I, I think that the change of scenery, like I said earlier, is going to be a big difference maker. And like Ryan said earlier, in this system, he could tear it up. He, he's fast. He's physical. He's got the body size to – or the, the body build. He's got a me. body. He's got a body. Yep. Uh, he's gonna use it. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna hit. He's gonna hit. He loves hitting. Sorry, I'm going Peyton Thorne. I think uh, rebound player. I think he had a decent freshman year. He got thrown in a really bad position last year. Uh, I like what I saw from the eye test, like what you said, but his stats were not good. Um, I think. I think when he gets his chance, he's gonna capitalize on it. All right, my dark horse MVP is actually Anthony Russo. I think he's going to get the start. I think he's gonna flourish with it. I really do. I think. Yeah, I hope he does, man. I, I think the schedule kind of sets up for him to have a good start to his Spartan career and hopefully not lose it. I mean, the good part about that is if he has a great year, it's not like Peyton Thorne's going to go off and transfer. Peyton Thorne's going to be learning from the whole year, and I, I think it works for both quarterbacks. It's going to be great for the program if if Russo works out. You guys have a dark horse MVP? Yeah, I, I was going to say Crouch for all the reasons Micah said. I yeah. think he's athletic enough to just take over this position and be a dominant force in, you in think the Big he can Ten. Step in and be a leader right away. I I do think so yeah. because when a guy comes in, when too. a guy comes into that situation too, uh, I and he sees the opportunity to be uh, a stud 
player on the team, then that also comes with a, a, a confidence that can turn into yeah. leadership. Yeah. I want to know what Crypto Knight is drinking because he just randomly threw out that the Lions are in rebuild mode since Barry Sanders left. Um, that's a great, true great point. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, that, that might be the truest thing that's been said all night, but um, we're talking Sparties, it? so Crypto Knight, let us know what you're drinking because we might need some of that if you don't know we're talking Sparties. Must right be now. some Woodford. <laughs> Uh, my dark horse MVP easily Kenneth Walker. Let's go. Let's yeah, you go. Li- you like that? You like that one, Josh? That's not yeah. dark horse. That's, that's just obvious. No, come on, <laughs> come on. man. That was the yeah, worst. That's really obvious, really? Micah. Yeah. That was a really I mean, bad not to one. Sam, but... Everybody knows about Kenneth Walker. <laughs> he was ranked 79th in the top 100 transfers uh, for 2021. He's such a dark horse. I didn't know he was on the roster. Uh, Ken- Kenneth Walker actually. <laughs> Could, wasn't on the show sheet, you know. He actually could so have he's been not drafted. Even there. He, he's not he, on my depth chart. He could have been drafted. He decided <laughs> to uh, transfer instead. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not on camera. If that's what you're worried about, don't worry about it. Jeez, you might as well say hi. That, hi. That scared. <laughs> oh no, that scared me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> How big of a cat do you have, Sam? I thought it was the cat. I, I just knew. I was like, man, it's got to be. didn't pet her. The cat brushed <laughs> up against my leg. It's an extra large cat wearing shorts. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, move on. Under the radar for me was Xavier Henderson. Mikey, you brought him up as your, I think, don't forget about player. Oh, we're still going. It's uh, our last yeah. one. Come yeah, on. Yeah, 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 Stop yeah. Stop complaining. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like he's 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 a staple right can now. I can I just say can I, let's let's you can say whatever hold you on want, let's go Ryan. through let's whatever go through this we're doing under the radar player right now that could be the same as a breakout player don't forget we, about player rebound player we, we always have dark horse dark MVP. horse MVP. you want me to eliminate it you want Literally me to eliminate every every you know, this it's would be great same. feedback in the email thread if we can call it a thread do you want him to eliminate <laughs> it I've got no time for emails. you to eliminate it you want me to eliminate under the radar or yeah, dark horse I don't MVP talk about or under like the radar. Under. literally everybody has been under the radar. Eliminate. They're they're punter. I think he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> under the radar, terrible. Coglin okay. though, I, he's good. Come on, man, you you can't just steal my thunder <laughs> oh, like sorry, that. I didn't know. You didn't send me your show sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Who sends show uh, sheets besides the man? Matt <laughs> Coglin under the radar. He's gonna kick. Another billion field goals. He's gonna do like windmill stuff down the field when they beat Purdue. I, I, I don't you know. You know what's crazy She's about this? Being Purdue. You know what's crazy about this year? You know what's <laughs> crazy about this year is all the unknowns. We don't know. It's the, wild. We don't so the know under the radar players. Michigan State. It, there you go, Michigan State, because we don't <laughs> know who they are. We don't know their identity. Don't they don't know their coaching no, staff. That's a great point. Their tendencies. The them. The more we learn about them this year, the more really it's still unknown. So it's it's, it's exciting. So it's worth watching. It's worth paying attention to. Yeah. And, and you could say the same thing about so many teams in the Big Ten this year. So talking about the team, a little bit more. Do it. Do it. I want so. I want to say what you think their ceiling or their floor can be, what you think their ceiling can be, and what your your overall prediction is. I don't want to talk about games yet. We're going to get into the schedule game in our betting hero segment here shortly. Um, but I put the Spartans floor at four and eight. I think their schedule is pretty favorable. Mm-hmm. Again, not getting into the, the actual games yet. Um, but I, I think that's as low as it should be. Correct. If, if it's lower than that, I would be very concerned. Based on the eye test, obviously, I already said that, but I see at least four wins. That's exactly in the, in this where type of, I have them. Type of season, 
Um, Ryan, how how do you like? Where, where do you see their floor? Their floor four games again. You uh, think that's right on? E- even even three because could see yeah. I could see Nebraska beating them. I think the the reason why I went four is because there were a couple games that I think are like toss up games, toss up games, and split it down the middle. You know what I mean? I didn't want to say they're going to lose both. I didn't want to say they're so going to win both. So the, that, especially the, with a, a a floor type type talk. The thing about their schedule though is their easy part of the schedule is the first six games. They they do play Miami. They do play Indiana. Northwestern the seventh game, Northwestern in there. But they, but they have got Youngstown. They've got Nebraska, WKU. I don't know who that is. Western, Western Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, there you go. And, and Rutgers. So if they're losing games, they should win in that grouping they're going to be ending the year with indiana michigan purdue maryland ohio state penn state and they're going to go on a really bad run if this if the the train goes off the tracks yeah and so i think i think if they're losing when they should win this floor is closer to three three games yeah so again my floor was around four i think their ceiling could be all the way up to eight i think it could really it could click and they could win some games that and it's not necessarily because they're better than I think we think they are. It's because I'm not sure about the opponent. And if things go the right That's way fair. and they the the Sparty mentality kicks in and is still there, they will win more games than four and could win up to eight, in my opinion. That's where that's where I'm leaning. If they beat every single non-ranked opponent, they're winning eight games. Is that what it that, comes that's down That's what it to? looks to. And, and that's including Michigan, Purdue, Maryland. But those are winnable games for them. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I think that the, the ceiling's probably eight because they're not going to win all those. But they could pull an upset against Penn State, Miami, uh, Indiana. I mean, they, they could do that. They that, can. That's a, that's a, that's a Michigan a Sparty, State thing Sparty to do. Thing. Yeah. Micah, you, you were – I didn't want to say confused or question my uh, all the way up to eight. Where do you have their ceiling? Is it more around six? Yep, six. Okay, around the dot. I I think yep. I'm expecting six. I think it should be. Yeah, I I hope for six. I think if they go six and six, this is uh, a successful. So is season. that what your prediction is? Is is right there six and six? Yeah, you, that's my prediction. Mine was five and seven. Micah, where where, where do you kind of put it at? <laughs> I didn't even see your number down there. I went five wins, seven losses. All right. So and, yeah. and we'll kind of learn what, where these wins and losses are in, in our schedule game that's coming up. Um, sorry, I should have done a drop or something. What are you doing? But I'm just doing a drop. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, you Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. You guys are so mean to me behind the scenes. Like, what? What do you? I, I just, laughing. I just wish you would use all those drops like Kyle would. I don't have time for that. All right. Oh, nobody got time for that. Gosh. You mean you guys? Goodness didn't, gracious! You guys didn't get an individual text message from Kyle say, "Hey, give what? Sam a little extra flack for me tonight." Michigan State talk. I'm not there. To do it. No. For me, you know. We we need oh. Kyle to like pump us Oops, up. You did know. Did you like, say that out loud? <laughs> Shoot, Don't bad. fear the big man in yeah, the chair I, across no, from you. Oh, God. No. <laughs> there we go. That's you talking about Michigan State? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Kenneth Walker. Kenneth, the third. I can't believe you. The third. Mike, had a flag so early. We just looked at each other like, oh, this is going to be good. Or let's just let him go. I don't know how I didn't this see that. This is why I don't re- trust you guys. <laughs> oh. It's like, when do we stop him? 
<laughs> we let you, you go. John? No, like yeah, I just I glanced down at the show sheet and it's like Ooh. running backs, and I was like, wait a minute, they're missing the guy here. <laughs> they're missing the guy here. They're missing the guy here. Don't say guy. they. So then I was he. looking at at the transfers. It wasn't there either. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> what are we doing? This team is so secretive too. Like that. That's one thing about Michigan State last year. We knew nothing about them. Yeah. And there was just like no news. They were just the quietest team ever. You could say the same this year. Yeah, it's not, just weird, right? It, they're they're not pumping themselves up. It's a very weird feel heading in heading mm-hmm. into the season. Um, I think it's Ryan, perfect. while you explain betting hero, Micah, can you pull up on your phone a coin flip thing that's like win or loss? Ooh, a so betting you can hero. Have that have that thing go going. find the best promo code. You mean head, heads or tails? On betting hero. Heads or tails work. I was thinking win or loss, but. <laughs> oh. Then, so, but then, if in case there's a tiebreaker, then we need to go. Sure. You want me to talk about Betting Hero? Yeah, or t- no? explain Betting Hero. Betting Hero is a website, and what they do is they actually break down for every single state that you live in. So for the state of Michigan, uh, you plug in your information, and they plug in every single uh, available sports betting app for you. Um, and, and they put it out in list format for you, and, and they give you the best promo code available at the time for the big game that's coming up, the big fight that's coming up. And what you need to do is sign up for uh, bettinghero.com, promo code MIBETS, and yep. and win some free, easy money. Because when Floyd Mayweather is boxing some punk from Instagram or whatever, or TikTok. Heck yeah, it's coming up, isn't he? No, he just lost. Oh, he just lost this past weekend. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, because he's 55 years old. Yeah, something. Uh, like that. So, but but that's the kind of stuff. Like they make it so you have free money, you have free opportunity to win. But what they're trying to do is just pull you in. All you do is go to bettinghero.com, promo code MIBETS, play the easy promo codes where you're going to win easy money, and you, you you will not regret it. You're going to win plenty of money doing it that way, and that's that's my recommendation for you. Well, two weeks when the actual college football season starts, you can bet your boots there's going to be a lot of promos. NFL is coming up. A lot of easy money. College football is coming up. Perfect time to do it. And it's also the best way to help support this podcast. Right? It's the best way to do it. Is my mic off? Yeah, it's off. It sure is. Definitely a... And we're we're live. (laughs) It's the best way to support the podcast. Right, Sam? We'll do it live. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, for our betting hero segment, we're gonna do the schedule game. But before we get into that, I did want to talk a little about a little bit about what happened in 2020. Um, Michigan State was two and five straight up, also two and five against the spread. Straight and in up. the over unders, they were five over and two under heading into this season. Uh, their over under is set at four and a half. I feel good about the over right now. The way after looking into and seeing the weapons that they have, I feel good about the over. Um, it's still, I would rather it be at four and get the four as a push, but, um, that'll be interesting, uh, to win the big 10, they're plus 5,000 and to win the national championship, they're plus 100,000, which is, (laughs) they're not winning the championship this year. So you put five bucks down on it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we did want to get into the schedule game. And for the people that have not heard our, our schedule game yet, what we do is we just, we throw out the game. Real quick, we will say if we think it's a win or a loss, and then um, based on our answers, we're, we're, we'll come up with our consensus uh, for the podcast. If we have a tie, Mike has got the coin flip ready, ready to go. Is it a heads and tails, or is it a win yep. and loss? All right, heads and tails. Heads is win. Tails is loss. Is that, sure. is that good? Sure, let's do it. 
I, I just did heads and tails. All right, but heads is a win, tails is a loss. I gotta I gotta say that, otherwise I'm gonna get confused. So, um, so we'll start with the Northwestern Wildcats. This is the first game. It is actually Friday, September third, which is my ten year anniversary. Happy anniversary, Andrea. Another football game that you have to sit through. Congratulations. Whoa. It's always opening weekend for college football. That was your and own fault. you definitely chose it that way. I blew it. I had one job. I blew it. <laughs> and that was, no, I had nothing to do with planning the wedding, so it was not my choice. Um, but Northwestern, at Northwestern, Michigan beat Northwestern last year when they were undefeated in the moment. Um, I think they were ranked 14th, I think I said earlier, yep. if I remember yep. correctly. Um at Northwestern, I think Northwestern is a little underrated here. I think Michigan State's going to lose because I think Northwestern's better than people are saying. And they have a chip on the shoulder from last year when Michigan chip State Chip on the shoulder got them. and disrespected in preseason Not rankings disrespect. and stuff like that. Yeah, I think they should be ranked personally. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm going to pick Northwestern. Um, so I have Michigan State losing that game. Ryan, you have them losing that game. Yep. Micah, Give me a win. You got a win. John, win or loss? Northwestern loss. All right, so we are going to stick Duh. with a loss. That's one of your wins, Mike. Is Northwestern? Yep. Wow, interesting. Get them early. All right, Youngstown State Penguins win, win, win. John win. Consensus win. Let's hope so. Miami. Look, <laughs> I'm. I, I would think love Miami for this to be a win. Is way overrated. Me too. And this is week three. This is usually when they start crumbling. Um, but but. Miami's I can't got say some, that Michigan State's going to win that game. And Miami has some solid talent. They just do. They, they they've do. got some good players. I'm going to go with Miami in, on this one. And it's at Miami. Sorry. You, so you have Michigan State? I'm taking Miami. Oh, so a loss. I'm loss taking, for Michigan I'm, State. I'm taking Miami. All right. So loss. <laughs> I'm loss. glad we got that figured out. Micah? It's a loss. John. Big L. All right. Nebraska. I'm taking Miami. <laughs> <laughs> this is one that is interesting to me. Um, it's one of the coin flip games that I kind of – I actually picked them as winning this one. Um, but I could see it going either way. And this is – I'm not comfortable with this win. Um, it's just one – I see them winning over another one later on in the, the, the schedule. Yeah, so I think this is, a, this is a really big game for their schedule because we're talking about Northwestern and Miami, which are two losses that you wouldn't be surprised about. Youngstown State, where you're expecting a win, and if they can come out of these first four games two, two and two, two, that's setting themselves up to still determine their their season. And so this is really big. I'm going with a W. I think this is this is a big game for them. I hope that they come for it, and, and I think they will. I think Nebraska is going down. It is home as well. I should have I should have brought that up, Micah. That is the reason they're going to win. They don't have to go to Lincoln, and. It's definitely a win. It's Scott, Scott Frost is a disaster. John, are we wrong on that one? I picked Michigan State to beat Nebraska. You got him to win. Yes. All right, so that's yeah. a consensus win. That, that's good to know. Western Kentucky, I think that's a win. Win. Micah. <laughs> that's definitely a win. Oh, John. okay. This is going to come back to haunt me, but I had an L on the board for that one. Interesting. Western Kentucky's not that probably, bad, actually. Early probably on. because of uh, McNamara's brother. So now they're going to Rutgers, where they, they, they lost to Rutgers last year. 
I had them losing again this year. Just so you know. This was another Western, one that was tough for me. Just so you know, Western Kentucky actually beat Chattanooga last year. So that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Chattanooga? Yeah. Really? I mean, they just barely pulled they it off. They play Alabama every year, 13 to 10. Chattanooga. Um, <laughs> Alabama every okay. year. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the Rutgers game as a loss. That is... Very tough one for me. I think Rutgers are a little overrated in people's head. I don't think they're going to – I don't think they deserve to necessarily be – to get a win. You know what I mean? Like Rutgers, in my opinion. You know they, I don't you know, know what, what you're, I don't know what you're I, saying so far. Can well, I tell you what's going to happen? Wait, hold on. Did you say that Rutgers is going – they're, they're going to beat Ruck, Rutgers or lose? I have them losing to Rutgers, but I don't think I should necessarily. I don't think it's fair – for either school to say Rutgers is going to win this game. Huh? Got it. <laughs> but I do. I, I don't know. I did, like, All right, so I, I think I think this is another one of those where Michigan State will have a chip on their shoulder because of how last year. last year. Yeah, ha- yeah, exactly. So you have Michigan State winning. I have Michigan State winning. Micah. Greg Schiano is going to Mark D'Antonio, Michigan State. So you think, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I need to know what that they're means. gonna win. So Which what, Mark what, Antonio? What he's gonna sweep something. Under the, <laughs> he's gonna sweep he, something under the rug and then retire. No, he's going to pull the rug out from Michigan State when they're least expecting it. All right, so you have it as a loss for Correct. Michigan State. Yep. Nibble on their kneecaps. John, I had them winning that game. All right, so, so we need it. That's our first coin flip. Coin flip one. Let's go. I was trying to get Here somebody else on the Western Kentucky board with me to get a coin flip on that <laughs> one, too. Micah's hesitation was just like, oh, they're going to burn it. Right? Let's change up the close. order here for the rest of the schedule, all right? We'll go opposite Heads. of what we've been doing. Heads, so that's a win, right? W. Heads is a win. All right. Let's so move down to Indiana. John, start us off. Loss. Game against Indiana. Loss. Micah. Big L. Loss. Ryan. Loss. Yeah, me as well. Indiana's um, good, man. Coming off the bye, they play Michigan. John. It's going to be a close game, but you can put a big L up there. All right. Micah? Hand him that L, baby. Ryan? I'm going to go. <laughs> you don't even think <laughs> about it. <laughs> <laughs> coin flip. He wants that coin flip. I do. I think Sam's probably going. You're not going to pick Michigan State <laughs> to win. I know you're not. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll say a loss for I'm Michigan. I'm going to say State. a loss as well, and I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think no, Michigan's I going either. to be pissed. My theme in this whole thing has been uh, revenge games, and this is a revenge game for Michigan. My thing yep. is the is the TBA that isn't listed right now. What time the game will be on? That's interesting. You know they're going to have a clock mail. It is at East at Lansing. Time. I'm not worried about not playing so in East Lansing. What's a East Lansing? That's where they play. What's a, a, what's it, a what's a East Lansing? It's a green. Ugh. All right. After the Michigan game, they play at Purdue. John, I'm gonna give them a W. They're gonna get a road win this year with uh, the win in uh, New Jersey against Rutgers. Micah, win. Ryan, this is where Peyton Thorne starts taking over this team full time. I'm giving them a win. I have them winning as well. Ooh, a clean sweep. Maryland Purdue's good Terrapins. Too. Micah, start us off. Loss. John. Loss. Ryan. I'm going to go win. I'm I going win as well. Sorry, is, I cut you off. Well, this is where they have a little momentum going, right? Ooh, They're starting they, to build. S- string flip. a couple games together. That's a coin flip go. one. What do we got? We've got a win. Heads. Win. Wow. 
Two coin flips have given them the win. Love it. Love it. Uh, Ohio State. <laughs> I'm going to go with Michigan State. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> It'd be the most Spartan thing to do to it beat Ohio be. State. Uh, but I'm, you're actually not doing that, right? Yeah, I'm voting first. Michigan State. <laughs> to, to win? Michigan State. To win? <laughs> yeah. I would need you to say no, Michigan not. State is going to beat no, Ohio State. No, Ohio State's good. Okay. Ohio State is going to win. Michigan That's when State you is going know Ryan is high. We're all losing. Michigan so. State's losing this game, right? It, there is no doubt. It is a one hundred percent loss. Oh yeah, big big right. L. Well, make sure you're guys, not taking crazy pills. Come on, there. they're they're one Ryan Day injury away from losing that game. Oh <laughs> come on, <laughs> just because your name's Ryan. All right, so they're gonna end the season at Penn. Nope, home against Penn State. Um, I have it as a loss. It's definitely a loss. How is Penn State ranked number nineteen? I don't know. I think they're one of the most that, overrated teams. Did that they is win the a question game? That but they have everyone a pretty easy schedule too, though. Michigan fans. Did they win them. a game? I I always I ranked eighteen too. It's like also uh, you do not rank a team based on yeah. their strength of schedule. You rank a team based oh, I, off I of their how good they are. But this is also preseason, so you can't really tell how good they are. <laughs> it's just kind of which is why I don't understand why. Which they're is 19. why yeah why why rank. Teams at this point, though, let, let, let them play three or four games and then yeah. start ranking. Uh, I'm I'm gonna call. I'm gonna um, Penn State though. All right, John, do you agree with that? Yeah. Clean All right, hell. so we gave them a loss for that one. So we you ended up me. with our our uh, schedule game with one, two, three, four, five, six wins. Hmm. Interesting. And six losses. So six. Yeah. So. <laughs> Shut up, right? <laughs> it's like the math works. So they out. went six and six, which kind of falls right, right in our, right in the middle there. What, what was our um, ceiling and floor? The the floor was four wins, and the ceiling was eight wins. So that just kind of lands right in the middle, right? Smack if that. It's me. almost, it's almost like we planned this or something. Like this is crazy. That's good English math Shit. right there. <laughs> My personal record for them was five and seven. We already talked a little bit about that. Um, like I said, our, our combined record was six and six. So that's that's what we're thinking Michigan State's going to do. And I mean we'll 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 see. I'm just super excited for some real college football and see what see what we got out, out of week all these and a half. Week and a half well it starts Saturday. No no no. There's for a the big state, ten game Saturday. For the state of Michigan. Calm. Yes. Calm. Yes, there it is time Sorry. to grade our Michigan. <laughs> I'm just doing it. It is time to grade our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to once again remind everyone of our partner, Siciliano's Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or you need some help from their expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Along with their great selection of craft beer they have specialty wines spirits ciders coffee tea tobacco and cigars they also have the largest selection of homebrew and wine making supplies in west michigan we love that siciliano's market is part of the state of my sports family and is who we visit to help us choose our michigan beers for each and every episode so please check them out and let them know that we sent you we are at our beer grades for the day what are you guys giggling about over there Talking about how I just cut you off? No. What? How I went to the <laughs> outro? 
first of all, Ryan caught me being like a 70-year-old man trying to <laughs> like read fine print here. Straining this, his this, eyes. It's so tiny. And coming away That's with a headache. Said, oh, dang it. <laughs> That's what she said. Dang it. I got to get I got to remember that this I got these bored in front of me. Yeah, Mike is just over here like it's so making the bad. can farther and farther away as the prick gets smaller I mean, <laughs> and, and just squinting more and more. Is that not tiny? You are one pathetic. Well, yeah. tiny I mean, I and it's it. very dark down here, believe it or not. What you guys see on the screen, it is not what's happening down here. We are in a dungeon with AC. I think it's just terrible. I mean, it's really good. The AC is fantastic. <laughs> Sam, what are you drinking? I am drinking from the good old Arvon Brewing Company, Bahama Whip. It is their kettle sour. It says it wrong which every is time. Six pr- what, it's what? Bahama Whip. You guys are full of it. Uh, with pineapple, pink guava, mango, and cool whip. You don't six sound percent excited about it. I'm I'm still flustered about what was that dude's name that quarter that Kenneth running back Walker Kenneth the Walker the third he is still hung up on that it's yep. not a big deal it bothered let me let it go it just bothers me okay just enjoy the beer and give us a freaking I very bomb much enjoyed I very much enjoyed this beer it is very good it's another just solid sour from Arvon you, they don't screw it up yeah. just say they solid do. sour solid sour three times Arvon solid, Brewing solid, Company solid, solid, sour. Franklin Division, yeah, they're really they're really awesome. They're perfect at it. Uh, can we get a uh, Tigers update real quick? Yeah, what's the score? Four to nothing. Let's Bo- go. Bottom of the eighth. They just gave up a triple. How is my still in? No, he pitched five. They what? pulled him. Seventy-five pitches. Yep. They're just they're limiting. They're uh, limiting, man. Jimmy Smoke style. Their uh their bullpen though is is solid. I like yeah, I fun- like the way it works. Funkhauser was looking good there. One hit through two, three strikeouts. No big deal. The old Funkhouse. Yeah. Not so bad. Mize nice. three hits, two walks, two Ks. Love it. Five innings pitch. All right, move For on. For my Arvon, I'm gonna go with an eight five. It's very good. I'd see that's like very, the perf- that's like the perfect per- grade for all of their sours, if yes. it, and that's like on the low end, even it is, it, it kind of is, but I mean, it, it's a great, great sour, yeah. What are you drinking, Ryan? Oh, I'm not drinking that, nope. I'm drinking uh, from Gray Lion <laughs> Brewing Company. What Gray Lion Brewing Company? I'm drinking dry PA, dry pale ale. This is uh, <clears throat> this is a really good beer. What percentage was that one? Is it on there? It must be. I I'll fine print, find it. it. Read it like me. Um, I actually don't see it. I don't know. No, I'm not sure. They have very good beer. I I, I like their beer. I might have. I don't know if I've done that one or not. But I, this was the first time I saw their their cans at Sicilianos. So that was this exciting. is like if if I'm not going something like a like a sour something where you're going flavor forward as Arvon would put it. Um, this is like the perfect balance of exactly what you're looking for in a beer in my mind. And the dryness of it, it just brings out such a great flavor. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with an eight four. This is phenomenal beer. Yeah. Whoa. I think that's, a, that's a really good score. For for, yeah. for how standard uh, their dry PA is, it's like, a that's, standard that's beer. Very very good grade. It's a standard it. beer, yeah. but it's perfectly balanced. Mm-hmm. And I think the 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 color of it like if you just look at the color of it that's exactly how it drinks and i don't i don't know how to explain it any better than that no. cuz i i don't know how to explain beer but it's really good 
So Carrie, Nicely she was drinking uh, from Transient. There, um, remember the? Do you remind me of the name? Do you remember? Dripping. Something? Dripping hazard. Dripping ha- hazard. Yeah. So she was Huzzah. drinking that. She gave it Huzzah. a nine, one, which I think that's the exact score that you Come gave on. it. Right. Yeah, that's the score I gave it. She knew it. Rookie score. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a really good score, Get and I here. I can't say it's overrated. I mean, that's a pretty dang good score. It, I, it's not only good; it's delicious. Yeah. You don't get to grade it, but is that score wrong? I'm going with a 9-1. <laughs> what? Can he do that, John? Is he allowed to do that? Unbelievable. He's like, no. <laughs> he said no. That is literally against the bylaws of this podcast. Right. Yeah, usually you guys follow the rules really good, too. <laughs> Micah, what are you drinking? New Holland Coastal Dreams 2021 Milkshake IPA with pineapple and marshmallow. This is a strange combo. I, I don't know if it's for my palate. Uh, sounds. What's a for my palate? I've never heard of a for my palate. <laughs> oh, it's a new thing. If you had one, you'd know. But it's like you a for my don't. pillow. Just <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, can you give me a second? I want to try and read this. Really <laughs> small. Oh, you want me to read it? So you want me to read, to read it? it? You want me to read no. it? Well, I can't, I can't memorize it for you. It's a freaking paragraph. <laughs> Coast. <laughs> Dude, that is really small. I can almost read it from here, though. It's because you have amazing (laughs) vision. Uh, Okay. Coastal Dreams 21 showcases milk, sugar, and marshmallow fluff for a variety, nope, velvety smooth (laughs) texture. (laughs) While Whirlpool Whirlpool and Dry Hop. This is not going well. No, no, no. Hold on. Why are you reading directly from the can? Only losers do that. What? Let me drink my 8-4 over here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you guys. So a 4.6. While, while Whirlpool <laughs> and Dry Hop additions of Sultana and Eldorado result in tropical hop euphoria. Oh, okay. Well, well, that's the worst you've ever done. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of five-syllable words, my though. Goodness. <laughs> euphoria. This can is hard to read, you guys. I need glasses. Oh, the first time he ever gets to do it. Damn it. <laughs> Where's Kyle? <laughs> yeah. Kyle, you here? Kyle would be so proud. Okay. The episode was not long enough, so Mike, I had to <laughs> make it longer. We're stretching so it to sorry. We're stretching it to that two. That was so bad. And beer grade is a 7.9. That is a good score. I completely forgot what you're drinking. And I'm I like, have no clue. I have no clue. New uh, Holland. No clue what's in it. I don't know if I've had. I don't those. remember what whirlpool you're talking about. I, but. Coastal Dreams. I feel like I've had it, but it doesn't. I don't think it was a milkshake IPA. So I, I don't, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know. That was that was Micah. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. The, I, I got to <laughs> do better. My God, that was terrible. <laughs> no, I think what was the percentage on that? Sam, Sam has to get I his shots in too for, small. for the Kenneth Walker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam's yeah. I'm up. trying to forget about <laughs> yeah. all that. I was going to actually cut it out before his It's so small, and it's in the same color, the, the percentage. Yeah. Look at that. If you do this type of work uh, oh, in see? front of see? Big Lake next week, I'm going to fire I think. Yeah, so. we should probably, we should probably have everybody's individual thing like 69. written down. I used to do that, and then oh, nobody see, I nobody ever, paid attention I could have read to this it, so I stopped though. doing it. Well, okay, right. you don't have. So I, I did vision do that at one point. I'll, I'll I'll see if I can put the pencil to paper. <laughs> we should get a better writer than so. Me. You said last, seven nine. 
What? Last thing I want to say is uh, when I was in Alabama, I found a, a spider. Actually, Ari did. That was so big. It's called a fishing spider. It sits on the bank next to rivers and literally fishes. It it captures. It grabs fish. It it drags them out into the into the grass and it eats them. Sam is very nope, concerned. That, no, that should not happen. And not only not that only should that not happen. Not only that. I was I was thinking this is some <laughs> weird Alabama thing. We have in in Michigan. So I, I think he's moving to Alaska. Hold on a second. Well, Alaska's probably not much better. Yeah. <laughs> so many fishing spiders. Well, there. you got big things. You got moose and bear and grizzly bears too. Oh man. <laughs> Wolverines, moose, bears, lions. Oh I can, I can stop. I on did a not spider. know that was a thing, though. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I thought a it was a brown spider. recluse. There's like, there's like smaller fish, probably right, like tadpoles. Oh, I don't know. No, no, no. This is a legit. They're reeling in type of thirty fish. pound bass, eating them whole. Look, <laughs> one bite with a wrap them in their web <laughs> with a fishing pole. Too. Do you think that they like have a web? They got they, eight they, legs. They like put their web into it and have a little hook at the bottom. No, I've watched videos. Grab they grab the... them, drag them out, and they just like start chewing them. Yeah, they just go like That's this. Insane. That's really disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it, that shouldn't it, happen. We saw it. We got up close and personal, and it was. A little, I'll show you the pictures. I don't think oh. that's fair to fish. Hey, I don't like that idea. Yeah, but we, really before quick. we get out of here, we did have some breaking news that happened earlier today. We did. So the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 made an alliance. Is that formal? Yeah, no, it's it's not a written formal alliance. It's just a an announced alliance. So like a Dwight and Jim alliance. <laughs> Correct. I would say more like a super solid Harvey and oh. Russell alliance. Oh. If you're Survivor fans, ooh, that <laughs> starts in a few weeks. I just pulled an Office reference with an alliance, and you just brushed it, it off it over like so it fast. Didn't even exist. Jeez. I think I no, but all right. So t- what, what what exactly does this mean? Do you think? Did Obviously, you hear I, it? there there are way too many questions. I think for after that press conference that I heard, like they didn't say. So what it sounds like is they're going to play each other and not the SEC, and then they're going to vote with each other, opposite SEC. Basically, they're trying to double it's, middle it's finger the SEC. It's their answer, right, right? And say, yeah, you can get as deep as you want with with teams, but you're just going to water your conference down, and it's going to hurt you in the long run because yep. we're going to take control of the actual. It's their response landscape? to Texas and Correct. Oklahoma. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's not jump in, be become a Big Ten team. It's like, no, we respect what you guys do. We respect your conference and your tradition, and we're going to let you stick with it. But let's do this together, and let's give the double middle fingers to, to this SEC. I, th- I think it's their response um, financially. <clears throat> well, it- more more than anything, I think it's it's their response. Like we're strength in numbers, we're gonna we're gonna have enough money coming in from all the different programs that they're gonna be able to compete at a national level with. Well, the SEC. Big Ten makes the most money. The SEC doesn't make the most money. It's definitely the Big Ten. Um, so I'm not sure that it's financial driven. Is that true? It is true. From what in what regard? Like like every regard. What? Including? Oh yeah. SEC Network, ESPN. Yeah, like TV money. They're no, trust me. Everybody that's talked about it, the S, the Big Ten makes more money than the SEC. Their their uh, network is way more profitable than the SEC network. All right, well, I'll have to hmm. agree to disagree. Bing, 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 bing. Look it bing. up, John. 
We Look have we have a winner. Me? Sam made up for not having Kenneth Walker yeah. the third. Take that Kenneth Walker. The third <clears throat> on the roster. Big time coming in at seven hundred and just shy of seven hundred and sixty nine million dollars. SEC seven hundred and twenty nine. Prior to Texas and But they're Oklahoma. not even there yet. Oh. They're not there yet. Well, that would That's be interesting because the Big 12 came in fifth place of the Power Five at $409 million. Yeah. Ooh. It's four to three. Oh, boy. Anyways. Go I've, get him, Tigs. Other than the Kenneth Walker fiasco, I thought it was a solid episode. Now we got that Michigan uh, State preview behind us. I thought us. we could have done better. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I was going to talk about that out, off here. I'm going to give us a grade of uh, 69. <laughs> Six That's point. not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm looking for the outro as we're right. trying to talk here. But, it's not uh, as easy as it. You already played it once. Yeah. All right, no, thanks, right, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much for uh, everything that you do for this podcast. Thank Go, you take guys it away. for recording with me. John, yeah. thanks for all your help. I'm Kyle, back here. I hope you get better. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner been listening to State of My Sports. Peace. From the Red Wings to the Lions to the Tigers to the Pistons to Michigan and Michigan State and everything in between. We're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.